Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Makes me feel like a... You know what, though? But none of that stuff impresses me. I'm not a big uh, star effer. I'm not really... Uh, stop it. Just stop. I'm not into it. Stop, please. Do you please, think I'm a star effer? Why go? Because I've gotten friendly with uh, Kira. She lives in my neighborhood. That's because you're a star effer. No, she invites me to a million things. Why is that a star effer? She's a nice girl. What were you doing this weekend? I'm really into the Internet now. I've developed a love of the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand that this this schlub, Phil Graham, is screaming that we have to censor the internet. It's just it's it's repulsive to me. It's repugnant. Listen, I I'm very well versed on the new technologies. You know what a SIM card is? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I see it in my phone. Every right. I take the you're phone. not only going to see it in your phone, you're going to see it in your car very soon. A SIM card. You know. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, it's called game changer. I'd never read the social media comments about the show. A, I can't stand social media because I hate that people have power now. You know, in the old days, if you hated me, you'd have to write a letter to the station. What do you think about Baba Bowie? What do you think about Artie? Everyone likes Artie. Artie's super funny. They describe him as, you know, a little bit crude, but funny and uh, they likable. Baba Bowie, everyone loves Baba Bowie. I'm reading the research, and then it gets to me, and they go, well, because Howard's so controversial, maybe this is the reason for the result. Like, 40% of the people kind of like me. The rest of them think I'm a fucking asshole. Really? Crude. Everybody loves Artie. Oh, Artie, yeah. Yeah, but are you sure they really know who me and Baba Bowie are? I don't know. They like you. And the other thought I had was that if the FCC does kick us off the air, how would we reach these millions of people that listen to us? Will we just fade away? What if we have an announcement to make to them or want to communicate with them? This would be a great contingency. So make it free, make it up there, and let the fans have fun. And I didn't have any moderators, nothing. I said, let anyone can write what they want. So now when you go on there, there's like thousands of posts of just like, I don't even know who the people are. It's almost like people who hate the show more than people who like it. And it's like you get on there and it's like, Stern sucks. He's a homo. Uh, Robin's a pain in the ass. That's a horse face. Uh, Artie's a, 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 a jack off. Um, you know, kill Howard. Oh, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, the birthday bash is there for you for free. And not because I couldn't sell it to a network. Yes, many networks did want it, but I thought this but would be But who would nice. even think that way? I don't know, and it, the, the thoughts are so rapid. Hey guys, I'm really sorry for the first half. I've already given you a disclaimer, but I'll do it again. If someone wants to make it a drinking game, because I say sorry too often, no, that's what Canadians do, guys. We'll put our we'll put our hand in your the trunk of your car while you slam the door down, and we'll apologize for it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm Jim Fix, aka Fillmore Fingers, of course, and and this is with uh, this is quite frankly a Howard Stern podcast, part two of the breakdown of the. Uh, Robin on Sally Jesse Raphael in the summer of 2000, uh, 1995 rather. Uh, Sam, how, how did you think the first half ran with the video walkthrough? 
in all the 90s glory of talk shows, which I miss. And I, being a kid who stayed home from school sometimes, you know, faking sick, talk shows and Sally Jesse Raphael were, that's what's up. Like, I loved that shit. I thought it was so funny. And bringing, oh my God, I just thought it was hilarious. But I, I loved Robin totally having to deal with it right up front with no warning because we're so used to this staged um, mind-numbing sensitivity that goes on in the show that's such fakery right now. Mm-hmm. It's so great to just see, oh, here's Robin on a show. She wrote a book and this African-American woman starts off by giving her such shit and reading her to her face right away. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The, one it thing, was one great. One thing occurred to me, because what we were playing now, guys, is the, the next day or the next week, because I honestly, uh, I, I could look in the calendar, 7-21-95. So I don't know exactly when that uh, episode aired, so that's why I'm not sure of exactly when the rebuttal, this rebuttal that you're going to hear, <clears throat> where exactly how long afterwards it is. But either way, it just occurred to me from doing the 15 Foundation stuff that we have been, and when he shits all over that um, Mark and Juliet show. Right. Or Mark and Julie, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Mike and Juliet. Mike and Juliet. And so it's now, okay, so that was eight. This is 1995, and he's doing the exact same thing, shitting all over her appearance, passive aggressively. He's ta- He's giving Sally Jesse Raphael about shit about it, but isn't he by by association really saying this was a bad appearance? Well, like, isn't he, he just trying to shit all over it and make it make it seem worse than it is? He to tries devalue to be, it? He tries to be the hero and the asshole at the same time, like simultaneously. Yeah. And he almost does it in some occasions. I think he does it better in this than he does in 2008. But it sure. is kind of incredible how he can be Robin's, you know, savior and also... Mm-hmm. Robin's uh, Slayer. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. I also think it's great that um, if he, this wouldn't have happened, I don't think if this appearance happened today, because mm-hmm. let's just take culturally, like put everything aside. The fact that there's YouTube and you can look up the appearance at will would change how they describe it. The thing that Howard had a wonderful advantage of for most of every appearance or anything he talks about on the radio is it goes away. The second something happened in TV, if you didn't tape it, it went away. There might have been a handful of people who taped something or who remembered it collectively, but it would be gone, poof. So he gets to rewrite history every time. Let me see if I can find the actual video because I, I also wanted to read the YouTube comments on it. Um, and they were hysterical, I think. Uh, Sally, Jesse. Okay. Let's see what I got. All right. I'm oh, I didn't even sure see. I, did, I should have done that. Okay. It's got 50 likes and one dislike and there are 51 comments. So the, I'm going to start off here. Um, Okay, first person said, Robin did very well here despite being unprepared to deal with this due to Sally purposely springing this on her. Now, again, this sounds like someone who probably was listening, was re- really referring to going with the Howard narrative. 
because uh, it sounds like it, this person's just going to, to fucking town on Sally. Uh, Stern did right, ripping Sally apart after this as it was a disgrace the way they did this show. Robin did amazing and came out of this looking very good. <laughs> she did not. We just went through it, guys. Um, <laughs> further along here, it's out, it says... Um, uh, Roy Moore, Robin's been a sellout for years. She loves white people more than she love herself. Uh, I never, okay, Jesus Christ. Uh, I was shocked 1043. I didn't like that switch up. She was bombarded by coming on that show. Uh, a lot of people saying, good job, good job. And then, I mean, if you go through guys, uh, it says some people think it was amazing. Um, <laughs> someone said she is a straight 34. This is a beautiful shit show. I like this one. Audie Presley, decades later, we all know now that Howard Stern was mocking racism, not celebrating it. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> someone responded, responded right away. Can you remind people about sarcasm before using it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's Marissa, 2010. Lies, lies, lies. He stopped saying racist shit once people started being canceled for it. He couldn't even respond to the blackface backlash he received lately because he knows there isn't a valid excuse. These skits are no longer routine on the show for a reason. Um, Interesting. Interesting because we pointed that out too. Like he wouldn't be apologize. He didn't apologize for the blackface. In fact, the you you know they they're not relevant anymore. So that's why it's not a big deal. But he didn't mm -hmm. even apologize for it. But he'll apologize for somebody dead, like Robin Williams, and not apologizing for something that didn't even happen on his show <laughs> for a headline. <laughs> this one from a. M-A-C-M-69. She sounds intelligent and fair. She should try that on the show. <laughs> so there's a mix. I mean, sycophants have like defended to the death, but there was no defense, guys. And again, whether I had shitty audio or not, you could see it and hear it for yourself. She sounded really put upon uh, and then was eventually in her element. When she was able to talk to the other people on the panel, she was fine. When she was being confronted she didn't like it like a true narcissist would not. So are we ready for this, Sam? Ready as ever. All right, here we go, guys, with the quote-unquote stern rebuttal. Uh, what an ambush job that uh, four-eyed bitch did on Robin, man. Wait till, you know what? They're going to have to bleep me a few times when I start talking about Sally Jesse Raphael <laughs> oh, and my feelings about her. She is now my number one enemy. Man, I wish I could have been there just to, you know. All right, you want me to talk about it now? Yeah. It seems that everybody does. All right, let me let me take yeah. a let me take a commercial break, and then I'm going to kick Sally Jesse Raphael's ass verbally. <laughs> there you go. I have to ask you: Do you think that guy was a setup caller? Because we know by now there's fake stuff on the show. What? How? How difficult would it have been to get someone to call in for that purposely to crowbar it? And I don't think I don't think at that point, since they were popular, that they got people to call in. But what I think happened is people start off the show by saying, you know, taking phone calls and they probably yeah. put somebody on hold willing to yeah. say that because they wanted to say it. You know, right. like, oh, okay. you want to you want to defend Robin and that appearance? Let me put you on hold. Yeah, you'll go through. We'll put you through. Yeah, that's it's. I'd say it, it, it's more likely that it was true back then. Certainly, more likely than it would be today. I love I love Howard's tough guy against Sally Jesse Raphael because you know because <laughs> she's not there. Wow, what a fair <laughs> fair fight. He's not even shadow boxing with tape. He's literally just talk, talk, He's just yelling into the into an, a vacuum. You no, know, weird Fillmore. She's on television. 
<laughs> and she had that show. She was like we said in the earlier episode, early part of this episode, guys. She had that show talk show eighteen years, eighteen fucking years in the midst of all those. That's how much room there was. That's how much real estate there was for talk shows in that time. You know how many there were. Forget if, even the like the Canadian talk shows were still on, even though at the same time as all the Donahues and the Oprahs and the you know Jerry Springer and stuff. So, I mean, there was lots of space for all those people. It's kind of amazing. You'd think there would only be room for one or two or three tops. Yeah. So like, I'm shocked that the interview show for Eden get picked up in Fox shows. (laughs) (laughs) Where where Grace Slick called him gay. (laughs) So good. (laughs) To play that one. The word is not strong enough. I was on the phone to three people last night calling Sally Jesse Raphael the C word. 500 times. The C word. Just various people. (laughs) At least we know that's well, that's pro forma what he thinks of women in general. <laughs> Was he preparing for Wendy Williams? Yeah. I uh, called that uh, 1900 number that uh, the hypnose thing that we advertised. <laughs> <The> stop all. <laughs> yeah, stop all. I was yelling at uh, the guy on the phone there. <laughs> Anyone I could get, dial a mattress, I called. I called um, 1 800 mattress. I started yelling at the person. I have no one to talk to. <laughs> that, that makes him, I believe that. It sounds like he had no, he literally called nobody. He's all full of shit. He called 1-800-MATTRESS. Okay. You, One of their sponsors, he, I suppose. Right. You might as well just be calling the My Pillow guy in fucking Michigan. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of anybody. People <laughs> wouldn't answer their phones. I told I had a, someone dial my house a wrong number, total wrong number. I told them Sally Jesse Raphael is a C word. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I hate that bitch. I got so much to say about her. It's gonna blow the lid off that bitch. I'm gonna blow her top. Thank. So okay, top. Yeah, well, is, I, that one I, I give him a pass because he's got to get through the censor. So that's that's you know he was saying I gotta build, get I gotta blow her fucking top. And it, it, if you heard this rant, you're right. If you heard this rant now, it would be just like the Wendy Williams one. C word, C word, F and C word, C word, F and C word. Okay, and let's be honest. He said, "Oh, I I wanted to call anyone who I talked to. I said what a." cunt or what a bitch I thought she was so somebody who called your house randomly it could have been one of your three kids friends <laughs> Sally Jester Raphael's a cunt <laughs> Hi, can I speak to Deborah? I miss, I I'm calling about homework <laughs> that would be amazing I will say though it's it's also kind of telling he talks like so so Robin does this appearance instead of putting best foot forward and saying I think Robin did amazing on that show he has to go, it's more important to trash Sally Jesse Raphael than it is to praise Robin. Well, you know why, right? Because she didn't, okay, say you think she did amazing for herself for the time period. I'm putting right. myself, I can't put myself in a 90s mind for how I would have thought about Robin's appearance. To me, it would have been narcissistic regardless of the time period. Mm-hmm, but put mm-hmm. that aside, she she made Howard look bad because in one breath, 
he's saying, I know in my heart he's not a racist, but you're going to have to ask him if he's a liberal. I'm going to defend him, but I'm also going to blame him for what's on the show. And mm-hmm. you could just change the dial. So there was a mm-hmm. very, um, I guess, flip flop in how she defended him that yeah, made him blown. look bad. And he and she did. She looked like a goldfish, you know, yeah. in a puddle of water. Yeah. Yeah, she was floundering and she was kind of stuck do, yeah, doing the whole circle circle route. And we played, I think, the um the Linda Ronstadt appearance on the Tonight Show where she gave Howard by proxy through Robin shit about the Selena comments that he made. And Robin was just as unable to deal with that there as she was with Sally Jesse. So it's a combination of being uh, incredibly uncomfortable on camera, but also not being particularly intelligent not intelligent enough to to pick a narrative, pick an excuse or a reason and stick with it because it's like throw whatever fucking works to get out of this situation. Like some kind of, I don't know, like a complete dirt bag that's busted. Like you, you copy your homework. No, I didn't. Why, why, why does your friend Bruce's homework say homework by Bruce and your homework says homework by Bruce. It, it really was <laughs> uh, like this Selena Bruce is my thing you're in. sorry i just because struggling for an analogy but i mean like when you get to when you get in that corner you're like a little fucking rat you'll throw you'll just do whatever you can to squeeze out of that bad situation and he's 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 a little better at it than her but not really because they're both dunskies well, they clearly haven't had any media training when it comes to situations like this. Normally, in the public yeah. eye, if you're in something of such a controversy, which he was at the time with the Selena issue, and uh-huh. that's where I think lands the majority of the problem for Robin is not mm-hmm. responding to that correctly, which pissed him off because mm-hmm. it did look like she was floundering for him and her. Yeah, and she's by whether she wanted to. Uh, you know, be that way or not, she was representative on this show. And if she comes off bad, he comes off bad. And he'll, that's the, always the way he's going to say it. He's not going to go, Robin's on a show. He's going to say, Robin from my show is on a show. And you know what, Fillmore, like we said, she's in a rock and a hard place because she has to take it from both sides. She has Mm -hmm. to be the smiling black punching bag for the show to get away with the humor and then she has to go on these talk shows and And be the black person defending the racist it's very you know i don't feel sorry for her but it's double duty and no matter what she does wiggy is not going to like it and she resents it yeah well take the money and run or take the money and waddle is the case maybe never she she has no talent she's not running anywhere yeah (laughs) all right Allow me to collect my thoughts and I will be right with you after these words. At the Sally Jesse Raphael, uh, what I call the, um, where was that, where they, the OK Corral, where they Shanghai those guys? Was that the place where they, where they bushwhacked those? Where... What a fucking idiot. There was, it, was a, it was a shootout at the OK Corral. There wasn't a bushwhacking. There wasn't a, an ambush set up. It was the clans versus the herbs. So, oh, okay. well, he's, brilliant. He's, he's, uh, well, I should, I should, you know, he, Tombstone hadn't been out then. Yeah, it was actually 94, I think. Twaderp, yeah, he should know better. He's just retarded. Who is it that they got bushwhacked? Okay, Corral. Okay, Corral. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Fred, knowing less. No. First of all, you handled yourself beautifully under a ridiculous circumstance. Uh, you know, you, you did the best you could with those screaming maniacs in the audience. Let me, let me tell you about this Sally Jesse Raphael and what a bitch she is. You did the best you could. It, and if that isn't just a, a backhanded, like a, a, like a back under, what do you call it? A backhanded compliment. You did the best you could, meaning you weren't capable of doing. Oh, meaning you, you didn't you, do you well. Do any... Let's just not sugarcoat it. You didn't do good. Right. Right. Exactly. You did the best you could. That's like in a test or at a race. You did the best you could. You came in fourth. Right. <laughs> you came in last place, but at least you tried. Yeah. You know, and also. I just love listening to this because if there was Twitter or something else, we'd already know. Look oh, at yeah. how he get look at how he had the luxury of painting the picture. His career would have never ever been as lucrative. I mean his painting, of course, and all the commissions he got <laughs> off of it. But his hosting. besides Conlon Road, um he would have never made this much money if there would have been the uh, internet. He would have been canceled before there was cancel culture because he would have been called out on every single lie. People at, at that point, certainly, uh, I mean, if as rabid as fans were at the time who listened to the show, if you had the, the medium of social media, they could have recorded on streamable or SoundCloud. They could have recorded the Sally Jesse stuff and played it for him back to back with his, you know, his lies and exposed him. I mean, just like Carlos Mencia saying, I didn't rip this off. And you pulled it up to the actual video of the, the comic that he ripped jokes off of. And you put it on YouTube. There's no defense. Same with Amy Schumer. Don't you think that's where Stern Fan Network really, for me, that probably is the beginning of the end. Because that unified people in those thoughts. Like, hey, that's a lie. Or, hey, yeah. this is, that's not what happened. Or he's well, being this way. So he couldn't yeah. handle it. Well, eventually people were less entertained than they were sort of outraged by the constant barrage of bullshit. And when you start adding up all these these incidents where he's completely lied about something, you stop writing it off and saying, well, I'm still getting something out of the show. All of a sudden you're getting less out of the show. You're actually listening to more nonsense. And then these show, these websites proliferate because... There's no, there's no end. It, it, he doesn't stop the, the bullshit. And you have to hold him, like, even if it isn't a robinsright.com, you get all these forums, you get Facebook groups, whatever, as we are, and there have been more than that. Uh, and yet what still amazes me is that there's people who still say they listen and enjoy it, and that these people must be brain dead. I cannot did, fathom did it. You, did, did you just say robinsright.com? <laughs> <laughs> She's left. The in bitch the knows thing, no talent she is. And she knows this to be true. She talks about she was a broadcaster. She's no broadcaster. Custer had it easier. All these we all these cowboy references. Do you think do you think how like uh, he's reminded because like Ralph was in chaps waiting for him in, in the basement? I, I'm just like okay, Robert E. Lee or like <laughs> <laughs> Billy the what? Kid had had a, an easier time on on Donahue. Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> First of all, I want to make a statement. Let me make a couple of statements. Oh, okay, thank you. When I go on TV. <clears throat> I've I've put out a few products myself. Robin isn't the only author on the show. I too have authored a book. And when I went on my <laughs> oh, and by the way, guys, do not think for a minute 
he's not pissed off because she released uh, Quivers of Life in April 1st of the, of 95. He releases Miss America in 95. Don't think, but after Robin's book, don't think for a minute he didn't directly put that book out because he wanted to rub it in Robin's face. <laughs> well, I'm so glad his... Because he rushed it. Awful, awful narcissism made him put out that LGBTQ abomination where... Large print. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He looks like, you know, I can't, I can't even begin to describe. He looks like a drug like addict divine. on True Life MTV. I don't know who I am. He looks like on Miss in Miss America, all those drag photos. He looked like Divine if she had like bone cancer or something. Because uh, like Divine last days. <laughs> exactly. And so and if you read and eventually we're gonna do a breakdown of the book private parts, uh, because um it's sure. just there's just too much there's just too much of Miss America. It's not private parts, sorry, did I say private parts? I meant Miss America. Because there are whole sections of um there are whole sections of the book in which he tears apart his entire staff and they get pissed off. There's an audio out there. I'm sh- I think I have it on my channel, but either way, they're all pissed off of the way they're portrayed. Like he's doing it like Don Rickles. Oh, they can't, they wouldn't be anywhere without me. And, and then at the end, he wraps it up with a little bow saying, oh, but you know, Jackie's the funniest guy I know. And it, it doesn't, but he's not Don Rickles. He's not likable. He's not coming at it, you know, with heart and soul. It's, I hate these fucking people I work with. They'd be nowhere without me and they should be fucking grateful and fuck them. And they all took it that way and they were all, they were all right. Yeah. The writing oozes resentment. Also, yeah. even, even as he orates this book that he puts out and tries to, you know, say what he meant it still mm-hmm. comes off bad. He's not Rickles. So picture Rickles in a text, but you're Howard. It comes off mm-hmm. like a lead balloon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, this, so anyway, let's continue. Let's not forget that, okay? <laughs> uh, when I went on my book tour, I never, I was on Donahue, Geraldo. I was on um, uh, various uh, Letterman, Leno appearances, all different types of shows, Robin, as you were. He dick measuring. I was on so many more shows than you, Robin. And on all of these shows that I do, because I'm a white guy, race is never an issue. Mm, okay, done. They, all right. Donnie, uh, they asked me about the Filipinos. He tried to have a little controversy. But I, they, they never pack an audience on a show and call it, I hate myself, I hate my own race. Now, Sally Jesse Raphael did a show yesterday called I Hate My Own Race, and while my Robin is up there... It's not correct, and I knew he'd get this fuck this up on purpose. The, the exact caption in the graphic read, they say I hate my own race. They say I hate my own race. Big difference. Big Which difference. Which is actually true for Robin. Well, well, People did well, in say this case, that. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, the she... She... We discussed this during the first half. A lot of what she could have said and a lot of what she said could have come out in a not bad way had she not bookended it with such nonsense uh, and such insanity. And if you see the visual, especially if you just heard it, it might have been okay. But when you saw it and heard it, it it was a shit show. There was no no spinning it. So this is how he's going to try to get back. But it was not 
I hate my own race. It's they say I hate my own race. And so it's giving you the chance, even if she was not aware of that heading, it still gives her a chance to go, that's bullshit. That's nonsense. I love being, you know, such and such. I love being this ethnicity. Go ahead, Sam. And listen to corporatist radio at its finest because Howard's number one he gets to now say, see, this doesn't happen to me because I'm white and they never do this to me. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Could you imagine mm-hmm. playing this for Colbert on the, you know, Howard Stern comes again book tour or mm-hmm. the Bill Maher book tour mm-hmm. that he went on Ellen. So it's, it's also my Robin, mm-hmm. your Robin. Could you Seriously, imagine this happening now. Not only that, this is the last time you're going to hear something like this on a replay. Someone can correct me, feel free to. Uh, would have been 2009, 10, when they started doing a lot more of these compilation theme uh, weeks that don't, no, first of all, hardly ever got recorded. Most of the people that listened to them just thought that's nonsense. But after a certain point, you would never hear a rant like this that you're going to hear in a replay. Certainly not now. Fillmore, do you think that it bothers her that he says how he uh, how he starts this and says, my Robin? Do you think it bothers her? Do you, or Absolutely. do you think she enjoys that she's protected under his stern wing? It's too it's twofold. It's it's like it's it's like yin and yang. She hates it. The, the, the term my Robin, because it, it denotes ownership. She, it's mine, right? She, I, she's my wife or my partner. It's my, it's my bag of marbles. But on the other hand, yeah, she's, she's a, he's a powerful guy in the media on some level, not powerful enough to not have to do the uh, Selena apology in Spanish, which is funny if you hear it, because he's such an awful reader. Um, but, uh, so she's, she's grateful for the fact that he is as big as he is, but she's resentful of the fact that he's trying to stamp ownership on her and her you know, whatever she's doing. So I think it's a mixed, it's a mixed bag. Okay. How about you? Uh, I think I'm with you on this, but I think she more detests it. I'd say so. If she were to be, if you gave her a truth serum and says, how how do you feel about this? She'd probably say, fuck him. I'm happy with what I said. (laughs) Even if she didn't quite understand what she was saying. Promoting her book. They flash up underneath her. I hate my own race. So the Is immediately, that right? I didn't see that. Oh, you should watch what you were on. I'm never watching that show again. You, I think that Sally is a disgrace to mankind. You're banned from that show. And uh, believe right. me, I'm banned from watching the right. show. I will never Good. even watch okay. So he says, you're banned. Like, you can't go do that. I'm going to tell you what you fucking can't do. And now she's doing the same thing as she did in the Jingle Ball conversation with Allison, saying that, like, feigning like she was bothered by it. I don't think she was bothered by it at all, to be honest with you. I think she she reveled in it. She's a narcissist. She's a disgrace to her own mankind. Sally, there is no possible way she didn't prep her for what the show was going to be about. I don't believe that for one second. Mm -hmm. So I think Robin did that voluntarily to get book promotion because she knew how popular the show was. So stop Mm -hmm. it. You went on there voluntarily and you argued and stayed on that stage as long as you were willing to. No one forced you to. No one was sitting there saying, sit down, stay. So stop it. And she and, could have walked off. She, if she really was offended, she could have just left. And Sally let her have more words than anyone. Yeah. 
we recorded, it was mostly, I mean, okay, yes, take away the uh, audience questions. It was at least 22 solid minutes of Robin talking crap. Even with the questions, though, Fillmore, he, she let her talk uh, and rebut, which is more yeah. than most news pundits do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hear that you watch the show. You're in big trouble. Never even watch it again. I think right. she is a sad human being. All right, let me make my observation. Uh, so she's just she's just kowtowing to whatever he's fucking saying. She doesn't actually believe this. It's just, oh, he's upset with her. I got to go with him. Oh, he's upset with Allison. I'm going with him. I know where my fucking bread is buttered on. And that's what's really pathetic. She could defend herself, but she's not going to. She's unwilling to defend herself and her appearance. Yeah, she's like most most of the employees here, like Gary with his book. Um, everyone, everyone that has something to do, they always yeah. end up regretting it because he makes it a bit. He belittles them. His yep. narcissism takes over and they have to get on their fucking knees. And here we mm -hmm. go. Right. And the trashing, it's, 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 I was just going to bring up the trashing of uh, Gary's book uh, inside and the tour, like the promotion was incessant. Uh, and that was 2010. If I were Gary, I probably would have started putting dartboards with Howard's face all over the house and just whenever I felt the need, just, you know, throw shit at it because he was in, like the, instead of going, wow, it's my guy. There's nothing salacious in the book that's going to upset me because I made it that way. I made sure it was that filled with no real content. And then um, he's spreading the word about the show. It's extra promotion. Instead of being like that, it's like, fuck Gary. Like, what's he doing with this book? He's got a shit on it, you know. He uh, humanized, Gary humanized, I think, his own character for me in that book. I read mm -hmm. a couple of segments about it, especially with his mother and mental illness yeah. and the death of his brother. Yes, And during that time period in the 80s, especially late 80s, early 90s, if you had HIV, that was a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a very, uh, that's something personal to me and my family. And I just think it's, uh, he, did, he, 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 he was human. And Howard mm -hmm. belittled the fact that I think a lot of people got something from that. Mm-hmm. And he, could, he couldn't let any compliment like pass without some kind of snippy remark. So, yeah, I, I don't know that we're ever going to do a, like a Gary's book saga, but it would be interesting mm. to play some of those things. Just, just a few of those things. Just that, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Not the promotional stuff itself, because that was just fluff. Oh, no. okay. I don't have but, any because I didn't see the right. show. You, it's not fair for you to comment <laughs> on the show. You didn't see it. All right. Let me, let me say this. This hyena, this bitch. This, this no talent, so, and I'll tell you why she's a no talent in a minute. I'll back up every one of my statements. Let her come on here and debate me. Mother dear. <laughs> this uh, Sally Jesse Raphael decides to do a show called I Hate My Own Race. He got it wrong now three times, four times now. Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. So you know who has talent? Beth. She should host a show. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she host how many that got canned? <laughs> the cat, Wait a like, second. This bin. no talent bitch. Uh, how is uh, your extra interviewing skills going for extra okay, TV? So let's figure this out. Mom caves in the trash. Howard's shows in the trash. His Fox pilots in the trash. What was uh, that Robin's, one on ABC Robin's with pilot. Carson Kressley? Which, what are you talking, with, with uh, Beth? Beth, the beauty, true beauty. 
Oh, True Beauty. Well, how long did that actually go with her? Not long. Half a season. The whole the whole show itself was half a season. I don't think it went the full route. It never got okay. picked up. Okay, so in the maybe trash. It, maybe one full season. Okay, I have to look that one up. Um, then, of course, uh, the the one the the poker. What was it called? The um, what was the one? Casino Cinema. Casino Cinema, in the shitter. Robin's, uh, you know, talk show pilot in the shitter. There's more failed projects there than like, <laughs> like a <laughs> retarded science fair. I mean, <laughs> it's a uh, pet, you know, pet, spoiled rotten pets, spoiled rotten pets. For fuck's sake, You're, you, there's no shortage of of failed projects within the crew. Conlon Road photography. <laughs> I mean, You're... that's a vanity project he couldn't maintain because he just was too lazy and too fucking talentless. And and he's sitting here calling this person who's been mm. on the air, well, who will have a career far superior in television than any one of them combined. <laughs> well, and and finally, well, like, ratings did eventually drop, and she. But after eighteen years on the air, okay, it's daytime. Who gives a shit? He couldn't what a manage fa- it. Failure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every time Robin is up there, whether you know what's going on or not, Robin is titled, I Hate My Own Race. Lie. Now, Robin never indicated that she hated her own race. She She was there promoting a book. So Sally Jesse Raphael gets a hold of Robin, sits her down on a stage for what I'd say was roughly 15, 20 minutes, and interviews her in a one on one fashion. Okay, that's so that that part is true. But again, he's going on that same thing. I hate my own race. No, it doesn't say that. Sorry. Very nice. Robin talks. Uh, of course, Sally starts yapping about me. Right. And whether I'm a racist. And Robin says, listen, I can't speak for whether Howard's a racist or not. I don't feel in my heart that he is. But if uh, you want to discuss racism with Howard, have him on the show and maybe he'll discuss it with you. But that's, you know, which was appropriate to say because show's not about me. Whether but I'm, I'm ra- also not your mouthpiece. Right. I- Okay, interesting. Lie. Sam. Lie. So, first off, she didn't say, I can't speak for Howard. When they said, do you think Howard's a racist? She said, in my heart, I don't think he's a racist. And Sally said, I feel like it's just for ratings. He will yeah. say what he needs to say for shock to get right. ratings. So, right off, we are in a lie. Mm-hmm. We're in his and lie. She- We're in his spin. And real and yeah, basically, Sally was giving him the out. She was explaining. She thinks it's a bit. She thinks it's it's a joke. Like it's just for shock value. She said shock. He's a shock jock. Correct. So that should be more than enough to placate him. But no, it can't. And uh, but here, so here's the question: What's he most pissed off at? The fact that Robin had the audacity to go and do a fucking talk show. Just that alone. Just that she's promoting. I think it's the fact how she's been acting on the show from the book tour. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit more moody, grouchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the you know from saying. this, she almost walked out. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's a combination of her being insane from the book tour, writing the book, being a little bit crabbier and moodier. And then the fact that he doesn't like the attention being on Robin. He pretends that he doesn't like that they ask questions about him, but he does. Mm-hmm. And I also find it kind of interesting that Howard's saying, well, of course she had to bring me up. 
Well, it's called the Howard Stern Show. It's not called the Robin Quiver Show. It's not called the Howard and Robin Show. So, uh-huh. of course, you're going to get brought up. I mean, if you were on a show called Seinfeld, don't you think you would bring up Seinfeld? Not only this, I think he, I re, I, now that I'm recalling what we, what we covered, she said, I'm going to call you, a co- I'm going to give you equal billing, even if he won't. I'm going to say correct. you're a co-host. And that's what also most likely pissed him the fuck off about Sally, specifically about Sally. So he was putting her on an equal footing with Howard, which would never happen in real life and never did. He's treading on this, uh, he's treading on this balance beam or tightrope that he's done forever and he still does. And mm-hmm. there will be points where Robin just says, I'm not walking this line and she'll mm-hmm. have a Simona Dinnerstein rant or okay. she'll flip the fuck out about something that you're like, why are you upset about this? But it's because of all of this passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yep. And we continue. I don't know. What you don't know what's in my heart. Anything. That's right. Nobody else knows that about anybody else either. I love everybody. The Schwarzers, Guineas, oh, everybody. Oh, Dagos, Box, everything. Oh, fuck you. Chicks, kikes, Mix, fix, whatever. whatever. Spix, I love them all. I love gooks. <laughs> nah, maybe not the gooks. Chinks. All right, chinks I like. Because uh, the chinks are uh, helping Robin lose weight. I never heard of a woman just go to the chinks for advice on how to lose weight. She's Look, aren't they all thin? It's true. They're sticking needles in her. <laughs> like, could you imagine just the whole litany of, of, of names that you could... Okay, granted, I grew up with guys that use these words all the time. And I'm sure, like, like certain generation, these we people threw out these words. I never used them. Never. Oh, uh, my God. But Even I, in kids' co- joke books, cultural Jokes were just a part of the lexicon in American yeah. culture or culture right. in general. I don't get yeah, t- tasteless fu- just joke shut books. The fuck up! Everyone needs to cut it out. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, the, I just imagine if you imagine putting this on the replay, like slipping into a Sternthology, and then him hearing this on the replay and getting fucking livid. Mercy Turk hearing this, going the fucking the last bit oh. of the contracts up in smoke. Well, now, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I don't Are we worse off for it, Fillmore? I don't know. Right? Well, like I mean, all, I don't think racism is good, but do I think being ultra sensitive about things you're not upset about? I I don't know. Well, I yeah, I hate cancel culture. I hate the idea. I hate the concept of it because words are not fists. They're not bullets. They're not uh you know, they're not bombs. Words are words. At the time, like it's it's all about context. Is the person do you feel that the the person telling the saying these words really has it in their heart and that's the crux he never has come off as a lovable bigot the way linda ronstadt explained it he's not archie bunker he is a racist and he's always been one i i just at the time i like when don rickles used to do this stuff i never believed he was anti-black or anti-hispanic when howard used to do it it sounded like yes a shocking like like purposely shocking for the point of you know shock value but it also didn't sound like he cared one way or the other about these races that he was denigrating. That's, I guess, the difference. I guess that that's the difference. To me, it, it sounded to me like Don Rickles had love for everybody. I agree with that. You know what I mean? So it, it's all about con- context. Who's saying it? How are they saying it? Uh, to who are they saying it? So 
Uh, well, we can. This is a whole topic, subtopic, guys. Sorry to get you on that little diversion. We'll play. No, we'll I, pre- I, I love. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> well, it's working. <laughs> I was reading Prodigy last night. Some guy was on there going, "How do you like Rob and going to the chink for help?" <laughs> <laughs> what kind of thing is that? Hello. So, you know, yeah. Well, what the hell possessed her to go to the chink? <laughs> yeah. You'll never know what I might do. Right. <laughs> Maybe Sally Jesse Raphael was right. <laughs> so anyway, Sally Jesse Raphael sits Robin down. And this Sally Jesse Raphael, oofa. I mean, what a mug on her. This one for plastic surgery. She came out looking worse. <laughs> Like there were some of the ugliest what? people in radio in this, some of the in, ugliest people in the business on this show, and he has the balls to talk about her looks. I always found that funny. Uh, has he looked at himself? <laughs> he looks like a grunge sewer rat that you know found some seaweed <laughs> off the beach and planted it on his head at the time and decided, you know what. I need some John Lennon glasses to top this look off in a dragon tat. He always looked like that crypt keeper from Tales from the Crypt. I mean, yeah, it, I love yeah, that. and then well, the 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 other thing, Sally, she looks fine. She looks great, actually. In fact, I, I don't know what plastic surgery he's talking about. I I, I guess I would have to research okay. what <laughs> she looked like. Wait a minute, and then fast forward to a couple years ago when he was like, "Oh, Barbara, best on the View," and she's talking to Barbara Walters, and she's saying, "We were in the limo," and he's like, "Barbara this and Barbara that and Barbara," and I was like, "You're not gonna leave me for Barbara, are you?" Oh, oh so Barbara Walters is a piece of ass, but Sally Jesse Raphael, <laughs> no dice <laughs> man I, i've got if only i could get barbara to uh, autograph that centerfold i have of hers <laughs> i never the plastic surgeon go oh my god she's a pig squared they tried it they tried to take that pig and stuff her into a new skin they couldn't do it what a beast, <laughs> what beast. <laughs> what's different i was combining the words i just made an error pig and beast she's a piece <laughs> i never saw <laughs> and the other thing is guys this is what i was i i, I forgot to, i left out We've, I mean, it is proof. It, it's, 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 uh, these days it is a, a different generation of kids, you know, bullying, like online, the online stuff is extremely bad because of how long, pe- how much time people spend on it. So, and that we're proven that that can have a, you know, a, a horrible effect on kids when they do get bullied. It's, I mean, it's, it's documented loads of, you know, what do they call it? Um, yeah, uh, just don't they... have your kids have a phone or social media like I do. Yeah, basically, you you do have to police that shit. But no, uh, I just you know, like if, say no completely to that shit. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's the do easiest way to take house, care of it. You live in my house. You don't have a phone, and you don't have social media. The end. That's right. <laughs> well, one of my jokes used to be because um, the the kid the parents would say the kid needs a phone for protection. I'm like, what what is he gonna do? What is he gonna pull out that those magic <laughs> like like Motorola bullets that ward off in a, a kitty rapist that what comes with the, with the phone? I'm sorry. What would we have done for like days on end in the summer when I was like, "Bye, mom. Run out the back door, and I'll see you at supper time." Like, oh, and you're exa- like, exactly. You're you're taking your bike to God knows what neighborhood and pond, and I yeah. <laughs> the first thing I was gonna do is pull out a cell phone from my shorts. Yeah, okay. We, we played. My on mom the would whistle. My mom, <laughs> I would know when she wanted us, and we went too far back. She used to be able to put two fingers in her mouth and do this really loud whistle, and we would know. <laughs> The end. 
perfect. Yeah. I mean, my God, we used to play in a dump. There was literally a, a <laughs> like, broken glass, rust. You know, God only knows, probably some bodies in there too. It's, it's all grow, overgrown, but we used to take stuff from there. <laughs> what? not joking it was it was like there was an abandoned lot that would have been like perfect for a house but it was just turned into a dump and uh we used to like mess around in there it was fantastic were you worried about (laughs) bullying i'm like child services (laughs) my parents would have been in jail at this point i guess or anything like it i mean she's really hideous her skin has got craters on it it's just hideous That's why drugs were invented, so people could get on them and hallucinate when they see her face. <laughs> That's why booze was invented, so her husband could get it up. Oh. <laughs> Ten pounds of crap in a nine-pound package. That's Sally Jesse Raphael. The, the, the amount of space between stuff means I don't think Jackie is coming up with a whole lot of these, but he is trying his best. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> I was just about to say that was Jackie's last joke. And how we're yeah, that... talking about alcohol, he wouldn't discover it for another, I don't know, five, seven years. <laughs> and then he was playing beer pong with uh, Ivanka, Ivanka Trump. <laughs> another plastic surgery success. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. So this Sally just after gets on and talking to Robin about broadcasting. And Sally's a broadcaster. Robin's broadcasting. Lovely interview. All right. I think that, you know, they go through that. And meanwhile, I hate all these interviews because the only thing they seem to talk to Robin about is whether she's black and whether whether uh, I'm a racist or not. What? Which I don't know. I would like to see Robin on a show where they talk to Robin about her life, not about a rough them on my racism or like, all of a sudden everybody's just got. I, but don't you these- think- go ahead, Sam. Wait a minute. You. So they like to talk to her about her because she's black. They could see she's black on the TV. So wrong. <laughs> And <laughs> wrong. We put a, we put together goes, her. Oh, symbol. am I a racist? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't know. I don't know. My racist. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine they put a consortium together to figure out if Robin was black or not? They look through her CDs. There's no Al Green here. Fuck you. Uh, where's the James Brown asshole? You've already you're you forfeited your black card. What is that? I don't know. And also, they gave her a huge long interview. She pontificated about yeah. her life and Muhammad Ali and Martin Luther King and I'm black. I'm black. Oh, we do know she's black. She said it like thirteen times in the interview. Right. She also bullshitted about the Air Force forcing her to stay. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we address the c- complete fiction she failed to address? <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. You, Shows never you know, you sit around and you try to get past the fact that America is a racist country. Right. That's the only thing anybody sees when they see you're the only person who has never addressed me as being black. That's right. Everyone else in this country is obsessed with it. I know. I know. Every <laughs> show you go on. They can't see anything but the fact that I am black. Yeah. I didn't even know Robin was black until yesterday when she told me. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Then why'd she go on the show? Then why'd she go on the show? Everyone's obsessed with you being black. Why'd you go on the show? You made a book about race. It dealt with race, parts of it. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of it, but parts of it. Mm -hmm. And you agreed to do the show. Why? Like, if you would you do a show about Fillmore being Canadian and then say, I can't believe they put me on a show about being Canadian. That's all they want to talk about is my Canadianness. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, they asked me about Tim Hortons. I had to fucking leave. So this is this is the thing. You you and I both figure that they they completely told Robin what the theme was going to be. You no one would 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 say like you, yeah. we've got a clan member coming out, but we're not going to tell you about it. What, what are you on the Howard Stern show? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you better be prepared for the Sally show you're because gonna you're going to find that something you're not going to you're not going to be able to maybe deal with. <laughs> And they don't realize how racist that is, that the only issue they ever bring up to me is that I'm black. I don't see like, color. it's going to be a surprise to me. I don't see color. I see those two beautiful cans. <laughs> That's all I see. People never have to worry about me forgetting about my race. Everyone tells me yeah. that it is. <laughs> and everyone tells you how you should behave as yes, a black person. Because black people are need to be led, I guess. Right. You know? Oh, for fuck's sake. The ignorance, the fucking stupidity, the lies. Sam. We are just... We are witnessing right now what it's like in the 90s, a world without the Internet, because mm-hmm. they are just spinning this tale of woe out mm-hmm. of fucking nowhere. This is like yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. And they got to go back and say, what would you like? And they got to sign Rumpelstiltskin's thing. And, yay, you get to go back in time and change it all. But yeah. here's the thing. Rumpled Stiltskin, he'll get you eventually, and it's happening right now when you're not going to get your contract. <laughs> uh, just a little bit, yeah. We always need to be told how we're supposed to act. Yeah, and the only person who should tell black people how to act is me. <laughs> Actually, apparently, it was, for, for the longest time, it was Bill Cosby. <laughs> me! Me, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. She no, Notice she didn't have any advice with those people in her audience. How no. they should act. no. No, she didn't. She didn't comment on their behavior. She knows how you should act. Yes, everybody can tell me what to do. So anyway, Sally Jesse Raphael has this perfectly uh, reasonable discussion with Robin, and uh, Robin is handling herself beautifully. She's saying a lot of things I feel that were profound to the point. They didn't run on. You know, it was just it was a very nice interview. It was good. It wasn't much of an interview actually. It was really a lot of Robin. <laughs> it was more Robin than anything. Quote one thing, Howard. Now go no nothing god not a fucking no way <laughs> you just as soon ask him uh where's the can opener what's a can opener <laughs> where where are your potatoes <laughs> daughter daughter what daughter uh let's continue her off in a, a spectacular way and anyone who would be black sitting in the audience certainly if, if you're going to sit and measure robin as racial pride she was doing a great job there was someone to look up to i don't think the audience could hear me during that <laughs> i don't know what happened but it was going really well it was a good interview it was interesting it was fun sally jesse raphael this is why i can't stand this woman has no guts whatsoever she had a list of questions says the guy who's bitching on a radio into nothingness okay people are listening not necessarily the the object of your scorn why don't you call her up? Why don't you invite her into the studio? Why don't you go on her show and have at her? Why don't you call her directly and tell her all this? You can't because you are a fucking pussy. Always let, were, let, always will let's, be. Let's do something for a second. Just just for a Fillmore. Pretend yeah. you're Howard. I'm Sally. So he's saying this gutless piece of shit set Robin up and became this whole thing. What? Go ahead. Bring, bring. bring. Okay. Okay, if I'm Howard, first thing I do, I gotta do is kick uh, uh, Ralph out of bed. Um, second thing is, uh, well, let's see. I'm in my little enclave. I'm surrounded by mics, monitors, 
I'm surrounded by security who look like Tom Selleck if he was on bath salts uh, and shorter. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it's I've three got men produce, and a baby. It's you're the producer. baby with with sunglasses and looking. There's a there's a producer in the back sleeping off a coke hangover with uh that he he was doing lines with Mike Bossy uh the night before <laughs> after they were playing Hartford. And it's you know, it's it's like he Okay, we so, were gonna yeah, do, so hold on. So, we were gonna do we were gonna do that one episode with that guy Buff, Jimmy Buff, that um that they hired at the station and he got pissed off and um um he he you know he gets into this flying rage and he clearly looks like he is disturbed, like he's having an episode and he goes, I'm I'm hyperventilating. And I believe he really was because he was thinking in his mind, this person hates me, this person hates me, they're dangerous, they're dangerous. Like and he just short circuits. I have the video, we will go through it at one point. We couldn't get that guy, but we don't need him because we have uh the subsequent story from his buddy, uh, who uh he was when they did radio free FM. Uh, so anyway, uh, what would you do? He's a pussy. What else is he going to do? He has no other option. So but you call. Him. So say, pretend you call. What would you say to me? I'm Sally. Uh, hi. Hi, Sally. This is Howard. Um, I, well, first of all, he wouldn't call. He wouldn't call. <laughs> it's a woman. He has such fear. <laughs> he has such fear. You have a v- vagina. That's already problem number one. <laughs> I can't, he can't talk to his wife. He's going to talk to fucking Sally. <laughs> Another Yenta. That's true. <laughs> He's just as soon call her agent and scream at her, <laughs> or more likely scream at his own agent. Um, anyway, let's continue. She, she wanted to get at Robin with, but she didn't have the balls to ask the questions herself. So what she does, like every coward broadcaster in the country, ding ding ding. I have the balls to ask the questions myself. Well, that's what when I was talking to my agent afterwards, I said, if Sally wants to confront me about something, let her confront me. Yeah. Don't stack the audience with screaming memes who you can't talk to. I... Oh, for fuck's sake. D- don't even go there, you fucking bitch. She, first of all, what does a PR agent do? They arrange junkets. They arrange articles to be written like The Blast, like thethings.com. Shameless plug, guys. Sorry. Robin needed to get anywhere to plug this fucking book that only sycophants bought and threw away. Like, they didn't even read it, most people. Or they looked for the parts that Jackie narrated and left the rest of it because she, they would have, she would have been, she would have been protested. Well, you have to think of the market that Robin had would be considerably less, even though she's had in the Howard Stern show. And she wants to emit some sort of sympathetic angle towards women, hence the yeah. sexual molestation and also towards a minority community, hence the I'm black, I'm black nonsense in the book which made absolutely no sense whatsoever when you read the book so she's sitting here saying that she doesn't know why she even went on the show and she can't believe what happened robin needed to to get on that show because she needed to uh i don't know impress that type of audience she needed to get her name out there for that book for women for minorities, for people who were in Sally Jesse Raphael's audience, otherwise she wouldn't have been on there. And a side note, guys, there's a Tonight Show episode where Robin appears. It probably might have even been the same as the Linda Ronset one, but earlier on because that clip was only two minutes long. And there's a longer one that I, I think I have somewhere. Jay asked her the question, "What would you like to do?" She says, without missing a beat, 
I'd actually love to be your co-host. On national television, telling she's basically telling Howard, I would leave you in a fucking heartbeat if I could get a TV gig. Any better gig I could get, I would take. Of course, most people would. That's not the, that, the shocking that, part. But and, imagine your boss hears this. That's what he's pissed off about. She made the rounds of the junket, and she said this, and he's got to put her in her fucking place. And he does it in private, in Miss America, the book as well. We'll read through it. But when you do, you know that's just him going, fuck you, Robin. Know your place. And this is why they passive-aggressively swipe at each other till this time, current 2020, because then John gets the stuttering John. He gets the announcement, the Tonight Show announcer gig. useless, useless tit. He's just as useless as the rest of them. And Robin totally supports it, tells him to go for it, because that is Robin's dream to leave for that salary and not be under this sort of nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she wants to get out and she tells him to leave and that yep. don't say anything and leave gives him that advice and then totally flips it because she can't don't think for five seconds. She's not jealous of anyone that makes the success of themselves from leaving. She resents but inher- that this is but inherently, job. but inherently she was a coward because on his last day, she was siding with Howard the whole time and Howard and children, John details in his book. Eventually we'll, we'll do a little breakdown of that. Uh, possibly when we're finished our other list of projects. Um, but, uh, she basically said, you got to do what you got to do. And then flips it on him and says, how can you leave the most cutting edge show and all this bullshit? So she is everything she's accused of a parrot, a token, a bulletproof vest for racism and, uh, like be accusations and that's it. And, and she's useless at the job. She's, you know, other than that, she fucks up her own job. And Fillmore, that what you just said, that's her narcissism. That's the NPD, that part where John, she flips it and says, how could you do this? How could you do that? That's her narcissism. Is it narcissism or her just trying to like make sure Howard knows I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you, boss. I think it's her narcissism because that's going to keep her her job as the good pet. Yeah. Like, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> these days we say chia pet perhaps with that fucking wig she's got on all of a, right all of a sudden sally goes and takes the microphone to a black woman who, who yeah you know raised the decibel level beyond what any human could listen to <laughs> and she starts in the complete now you gotta understand why this is a setup and how i know it's a setup they planted a woman in there, and a Sally Jesse Raphael can kiss my ass, because I know, I know this is the truth. Her producers and her planted a woman in there. Okay, we're going to stop it there for just for the 30-second for the, uh, thing, guys. The reason why he's talking about this, as if he knows, is because it's exactly what he does, stacking the callers. It's, it's, it, that's, that, what he's saying is, this is what I would do. So he thinks everything is like a hexagonal conspiracy. Oh, well, you know, Sally stacked the audience with people. No, she didn't. You're, you have a regular audience demographic, and that's her, her audience was typically what you'd expect in a Sally audience back then. I know that for a fact. Go ahead. This show also took time um, after that Jenny Jones show when they mm-hmm. were in trouble for berating yep. a guest mm-hmm. after a show, a guest was murdered. So they had a show where they basically said, we have a friend of yours who's going to come on the show. You both are going to come on the show. He has a secret. You have to guess the secret. And the secret was he had a crush on the man. The man Mm -hmm. was embarrassed of the fact he had a crush on him. 
subsequently killed him after mm-hmm. the show in his mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. then it changed the dynamic of how you had to do these shows. You could not saddlebag people the way you did previously before that murder. And, sa- and uh, Jenny Jones had to go to court and everything for this. And it mm-hmm. changed the entire game. So yes. Sally would never, because especially that lawsuit, bombard mm-hmm. Robin from that. Just mm-hmm. was, that, was, that pre-90, was that pre-95? That was pre-95, I think. Yeah. No, this... The, the Jenny Jones show was before I think that Sally Jesse Raphael show with Robin. I do believe that I mean. because uh, the documentary I watched on Netflix from it, I think it was ninety four because it was okay. around the same time of OJ. But I, okay. I'll look it up just to make sure. So we um, looked it up the the whole Jenny Jones murder case, which was a, a I remember the I don't remember I didn't remember the specifics, but I do remember it was a huge huge case. Uh, Sam, did you want to talk about it? So I saw it on, I remember this happening in the 90s, but I saw it on Netflix. It's called Trial by Media, and it was on episode one called Talk Show Murder, and it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, the appearance was on March of 95, and it was videotaped on the Jenny Jones show, and it was where a secret admirer admitted to being attracted to, um, I'm sorry, you keep moving the screen so I can't. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this uh, one right here. Okay, so it was a, he admitted a secret admirer of Jonathan Smith's who lived near him in Lake Orion, Michigan, admitted to having a crush on him and he revealed it on the show. Subsequently, after the taping, he killed, um, killed the person. So uh, it said... Uh, According to the footage of the murder trial, it was stated later by a friend of Amadur's that Amadur and Schmitz went out drinking together for a night of fun after the taping, an alleged sexual encounter occurred. According mm-hmm. to the testimony at the murder trial, three days after the taping, Amadur left a suggestive note at Schmitz's house. After finding the note, uh, Schmitz withdrew money from a bank, purchased a shotgun, went to Amadur's mobile home. He questioned him about the note. Schmitz returned to his car, got the gun, and killed Amador in his trailer. So after that, uh, Jenny Jones uh, went to trial for um, this because the jury found that the Jenny Jones show was both irresponsible and negligent, contending that the show's intentionally created an unpredictable situation with due concern for possible consequences. So when I say that Robin, they're alleging that Robin's appearance on the Jenny or I'm sorry on the Sally Jesse show was somehow uh, just ginned up without her knowledge is completely false because mm-hmm. because of this case specifically In she other would words, have known Sally Sally would have had to they, they would have had to uh, resort to full transparency uh, I mean some of them already did it, Jenny Jones was just a, a particularly salacious show anyway You'll um, find you'll find out in that trial by media it changed the entire context of all talk shows for how they do the transparency. So there yeah. is no way Robin, especially being a celebrity, went on that show and not knowing it was going to be. They say I hate my race. She knew. right. Yeah. So so the the ignorance defense doesn't hold up, and that's that. This sounds very much like him trying to explain why there's why Allison found condoms on his uh, private parts, you know, thing, and it just sounds 
like every manufactured piece of shit explanation he's ever had. And then more recently, the guy that caught, you know, Ralph shaving, kneeling in front of Howard's dick and shaving his belly. <laughs> this guy that's six eight and you're kneeling. <laughs> oh, Ralph's calling. He's got an explanation. So that's yeah, fine. exactly. Exactly. Let's go back into it, guys. Was going to get things going. They put a woman in there who didn't hear a thing Robin said. Had nothing to do with what Robin was talking about. And all of a sudden... Got and a, probably knows nothing about this show. All of a sudden goes... <laughs> no, no, no. The first person... Go back and look at it, guys. The first woman who spoke said, you, you, need, you should be ashamed of how Howard treats uh, minorities. And she said, you're, you're an embarrassment to your race. You should have pride in, in being black. That's what, he, she, that's what she first said. So there's no blah, 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 blah. She was actually pretty articulate. I was going to say she was forceful, aggressive in a little, in a certain amount of, you know, her projection was a little aggressive, but she was mm -hmm. articulate and concise. Yeah. Way more than Wiggy is right now. Representing everyone very well. Yeah. I mean, she sounded like a, a lunatic and starts yelling at Robin. Now, I said, wait a second. Any person sitting in this audience wouldn't have gone from point A to point B like yeah, this. Yeah, there was no transition. There was not, this wasn't even on the, the topic yeah. yet. Sally, Jesse, Raphael, she can deny it all she wants, but she's a filthy lying bitch. She's a filthy liar. She's the C-word squared. Now, the other thing is, you, you think, okay, if you're going to script questions given by the audience, do you know how much work that would be? Like, you have to have actors, and you have to have people selling crap. Uh, so that means that the show would have to be a complete work. And if that were true, as you said, Robin would have to be aware of that. She'd okay. have to be made aware of it. So that's nonsense. The transparency that went on in these sort of surprise shows where we have a secret and you don't know what transpired from that Jenny Jones show and what happened subsequently happened before this Sally show, way before. So this, this, this airing right now is in July of 95. The mm -hmm. murder took place months before that. The entire talk show world knew about what happened in regards mm -hmm. to the, that. It and the ramifications. everything. Every show panicked and changed that entire, we're going to spring something on you as a surprise. Now, there yeah. could be a surprise, but what they did, it says it's going to be one of the three surprises. You okay. might not know what it is. And they did less of those sort of unpredictable surprises because of that show. It changed the entire way talk show industry acted. So this is such a lie beyond. Pretty I can't amazing. even believe he's saying this and not, not no even one's thinking. Call, no one's calling him on it. Yeah, like you'd expect like well, page maybe six they to are. do something about it. Well, I don't think there was a follow-up. I don't think, I mean, he two years later, apparently, he goes he goes on and waxes poetic about how wonderful Sally Jesse is. So uh, I'd love to have, uh, I do have that clip somewhere, but I don't think we're going to have time to play it. But either way, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't be out of order for him to completely turn around. We do reshindings all the time. You so know, I, I really can't believe how much he's calling somebody a bitch. That actually, I like, and I, I remember, but it's like a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction. It's so excessive. Oh, he goes schoolyard. Like, that's his, his schoolyard is his first go-to. Anytime there's someone he has an issue with, he goes gutter and he goes really unfunny and there's, it's just rage. It's unfiltered. 
If he could have said cunt a thousand times, he would have said it in this broadcast. That Wendy Williams rant from 2017 would have been nothing compared to this. I think that he, like we said, because he was such a had a huge following, painted the culture in a huge way and made it acceptable. Yep. And I think because of that, we are having such the opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy how it's just crazy hearing it now. Well, if I had heard this at the time, I would have... I would have, um, first of all, I wouldn't have necessarily believed anything he said. I wasn't that stupid even at 20, but, um, I would have definitely wanted to hear the show. I would have wanted to see the Sally show to hear what he's talking about. I was never a person to take at his word. Like when John left, you know, oh, Mel Carmison told me this, you know, uh, he's dead to me. I never took everything out of his mouth as gospel, especially when you start reading back, um, news articles, interviews with people that you know, counteracted his nonsense. And as the years went on, there was more of that pushback. You know what you do take though, as a girl, especially a young girl who loves the show and watches the show is you Mm -hmm. think it's okay to call. Like you think it's fine that it's, you're a bitch, you're a cunt. Like you Mm -hmm. don't really even think twice about it because it's just said so often fag, cunt, bitch. Yeah. Like over and over and over like you don't it you're kind of like numb to it you don't even now hearing it back after so much time yeah you think oh wow so I was conditioned to think that was normal because it happened every day and I listened to it and I didn't really care Mm -hmm. I didn't really affect me because it was just a part of the culture which he helped you know bring in and then Mm -hmm. the other part too is the way he thought girls were hot that's the way you made yourself hot in high school. Like you're a skinny anorexic tween that's tanning (laughs) and wearing low risers. I mean, for (laughs) fuck's sake, how embarrassing. And he's a total fruit. (laughs) Well, let's, let's not, let's not be too coarse as Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Flaherty might say in the mockery threads. Because she lies. She had a plant in that audience. That was a loaded deck, and the woman, this black woman gets up and starts yelling at Robin that she's, you know, no good, and she don't, she don't make her people proud, and blah, 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 all this crap. And Robin starts to talk to her, yell at her back, and they're yelling at each other. And now they reduce you to being one of these nutcases who's sitting on the stage trying to yell at the audience. Well, because There's a couldn't... big thing underneath you, I hate my own race. Right, right. And... So this is the tenth time he's fucking got that wrong on purpose. I don't actually, I don't know if it's on purpose. He might really be just that stupid. Well, it's, it's, uh, something that's shocking that people will respond to if you keep saying it. What did Jake bring you? Brownies? He brought me strawberries and balsamic. Not, not, not. (laughs) He's a good gay best friend. And, uh, and you're, I didn't know about that. Yeah. And now you're, you know, you're the person who hates their own race. And this woman's teaching you how to be. Now, listen to this. So you, you handled it pretty well. You you know, but how can you handle anybody well? Well the point is they continued to yell. Yeah. And after a while I was like, there's no talking to this crazy woman. Yeah. She doesn't want to discuss anything. She <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Robin was the crazy woman looking like the predator alien coming out of a fucking sci fi spaceship. Her forehead and eyeballs and whole existence completely changed. She screamed at a decibel unparalleled to anything I've ever heard the entire show 
Yeah, and she continued to cut people off as they were asking questions. These people hadn't even finished asking what they were going to. And then one of them was on her side. Remember the one with the uh, headband? The white the woman? The white girl with the headband was like, the, you know. The, the ginger. I, uh, I think you're pretty nice. And uh, Wait a minute. I want to say one thing. <laughs> wait a she minute. Was down, <laughs> she was down her throat faster than fucking Buckley's. Uh, that's a Canadian reference for all the, for the six Canucks that listen. Wants to scream. So Sally Jesse Raphael has to plant people in the audience to ask her dirty work questions because she don't know how to mix it. And then Sally sits there and acts like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my, this is terrible. It's out of control, please. And she's teaching Robin and the woman how to talk to each other. You're going to have to talk one at a time so you don't talk over one another. Okay. So now I'm saying, well, okay, so much for the celebrity interview. They've now reduced Robin to being, you know, this, this person who sits on the stage who just, you know, like some garbage person who just walked up on the stage and has a problem with her own race. Well, no, actually, oh, she had to. She, Howard. That's what yeah. you were thinking. That's well, your absolutely. interpretation. Exactly. And the other thing was, Sally did have to get in the middle of it because the two of them were shouting at each other like, uh, like a, a Geraldo episode. <laughs> it wasn't so much. <laughs> it was It was definitely more. Um, uh, like it was more like Maury, I was going to say, actually. She wasn't shouting at them because she felt like she had to control the situation. She was shouting at them because of the technical issue of if you are saying something in the mic and somebody else is, we aren't hearing anything because one sound is picking up and the other one can't transfer. So they were, she was telling them, you have to go one at a time if you right. want to be were canceling, heard. They were canceling each other out, essentially. And She was being an yeah. engineer. Yeah, more or less. And Robin, she really did. You're right. She looked like uh, she 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 wasn't full predator alien, but she was pretty close. And that when she's she, that smile that she would have that made her look angry. I've never seen anyone smile like that. That looks like a cross between I need to take a fucking huge shit and I want to rip your throat out. Also, everybody brought up a specific issue. In regards to, it wasn't just they say I hate my race. That was like more about the panel. But mm -hmm. when people had specific questions directed towards Robin, they were very, very specific. And mm -hmm. Robin didn't answer any of them, any of them specifically. She just angrily Lashed ranted. Yeah. Angry rant the whole time. The only people who made sense were the ones asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Or or stating their opinion of what they thought of the show, what they thought of her role on the show, etc. Now, you can think they're wrong or you can think they're right. But Robin's reaction was completely out of control. Oh, my God. It was it was like unsolicited anger. Like, where, where did this? What did I trigger? <laughs> so, come here. Look up, Robin, sweetie. <laughs> well, I represent myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Well, I, <laughs> which one, Robin? Which one of you? Then they go to commercial and they show a clip of me and Robin on the air. Now, the clip of me and Robin on the air is a fantastic piece where we're just sitting and talking to each other. And we're just we're doing what most broadcasters can't do. We're sitting there talking about whatever the topic was. And it was funny. It was entertaining. It was light. And it wasn't a guest no, or anything. It just was me and you talking. And it was entertaining as hell. Okay, so he got to talk himself up in the middle of it. We didn't see that because it was edited out of the um, the recording on YouTube. So, guys, I apologize for that, even though it's not my fuck up. Um, because it probably probably just to keep it on there so Howard can't have any kind of content hold on it. But either way, okay, let's say that did happen. All we saw was photos blurred out. 
So nobody's entertaining on radio but him. You know, like this is impossible to do. It's hard. Right. Exactly. This is something that Sally Jesse Raphael, her entire career, has never been able to do on the radio or TV to entertain people, to sit there and entertain the masses and bring in big ratings. She's never been able to do this. At best, Sally Jesse Raphael is a carnival barker. She's the ringmaster. This is the same thing he went, who was it that just posted? Nelson, 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 Rogers Nelson or something on her, on her Facebook page posted the, uh, the making of the intro to the Howard TV, uh, the sort of ringmaster thing where he's wearing that huge gay white suit. Looks like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever with the top hat and how Tony's approaching his wig like she's going near an electrified fence. And um, yeah, it's like Jurassic Park, you know, when kids <laughs> climbing the fence, <laughs> or like Truman at the end of the Truman Show, hurry, finding the door. Hurry up, get off the fence. They they might be able to turn out. Hurry up, climb the fence. Yeah, and so and so and it's like he wants to use that as some kind of insult. Yet he goes by it his entire career and actually actively like promotes himself as being that. So how is it an insult? Are you insulting yourself? I I know. She just present and his tone of voice. I mean, oh, if you don't think his voice is modulated, you're out of your fucking mind. Listen to this. Right. I mean, there there are different tricks he he picked up and put together over the years, but this was one of the lesser enhanced um modulations <laughs> even in are 1995. You, he still sounded cool? like a whiny Long Island Long Island boosty. What's that? Are you fooled? <laughs> I don't think I, I've ever been fooled, especially if you hear that. Um, what was the one video? Um, Are you surprised? The, the, the real, the real speaker, the real uh, orgasm, speaker orgasm. When he goes, did you mean nothing happened to you? What? <laughs> he goes from he goes from <laughs> sounding like Alvin and the Chipmunks to James Earl Jones in like a heartbeat. Oh my god. Wow, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> Sam doing her greatest modulate proper modulation. When she had a radio show, she used to do like an Ann Landers show that nobody listened to. They threw her the hell off the radio. <laughs> and then when she got on TV, she took the Donahue format and, and you know what? She is as replaceable as Ricky Lake, as uh Richard Bay, as Jerry Springfield or whatever his name is. Any of these guys. Jerry it's Springer. It's the audience you tune in. The pr- it's a producer show. They. All righty. So another the jealousy like that seventy nine jealousy coming full force. Jerry Springer is not Jerry Springfield. I also I can't believe his nasally voice. See, I have the most nasally voice. I'm aware of this. This is just a Buffalo thing. D- when he said Jerry Springer, Rick yeah. like I'm like are you. For me to be like, wow, that's nasally. That's incredible. Well, I have to, I have to hit, get take two hits of Otrevin anytime we're recording because I also have I have a nasally voice, um, but or like you know Advil cold and signed is something to get rid of the congestion. But otherwise, he <laughs> Howard's nasal is not our nasal, guys. It's impossible with that fucking schnoz. Um, you know, mine's a pronunciation for hard A's. His is a actual. V- volume problem like elementary 
<laughs> I know, I know. Fuck me. Set up some mutants on the stage, and they all yell at each other. And she's a ringmaster. She's as replaceable as any of these people. She's no better at it or worse than it. And that is her broadcast career. She is a replaceable commodity. She never once put on a show like we did. She never once sat and touched people and, and reached millions of <laughs> listeners who were interested in what she had to say. Wow. She has to put on a carnival barker show. She has to stand there in the audience with the microphone a la Oprah or Donahue and sit there and get the lowest common denominator yelling at each other and then stand there. The lowest common denominator. He means blacks. I'm sorry, didn't he have a show where he had basically uh, child stars or stars that haven't been famous in the last 15 years, like Al Lewis, some guy right. who was on a kid's commercial and some other right. old star? That was right. his Fox pilot. And then he was bitching about Jerry Hall not coming on. And he <laughs> is calling her a carnival barker. Exactly. Meanwhile, this guy sat in a full suit of leather in sunglasses next to Joe Piscopo watching strippers who look like dog shit dance on a stage. <laughs> Meanwhile, Grandpa Al Lewis handily, like Grandpa Al Lewis could have been eating a hero sandwich while he was dealing with Wiggy, handily. I, I mean, oh, he, he, could have been, he could have been making the sandwich, eating the sandwich, and throwing <laughs> deli meat at him. He still would have won. It was incredible to see the the verbal gymnastics. <laughs> it was almost like um that uh, it was like Howard's idea of verbal gymnastics is Will Ferrell jumping through that flaming hoop in old school and yeah. burning alive. <laughs> you know what? He's fucking Molly Shannon, and L. Uh, Lewis was Nadia Comedy each. Yeah. <laughs> Great, great, great Olympics ref. All right, let's keep going. And be a moderator. That's her career. She's got no career. If tomorrow Sally Jesse Raphael died in a of cancer from all the crap on her face, that they'd take another robot and stick it in and then boom. Look at this. This guy Charles Perez show. Montel Williams show. Who are these guys? Montel Williams was a motivational speaker, the lowest life form there is on the planet. Motivational speaker. That's somebody who does nothing for a living. That's someone who... Do you hear how, how much higher the voice is getting the faster he goes? I, I was explaining to someone, James, to Jay, Jay Santi the other day, the, uh, one of the tricks was to talk slower. If you talk slower, this, it just gets more sonorous. The faster you talk, the, 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 more high, the more excited you get, the higher the pitch naturally goes. That's why he's tried to lower the... The, the that's why the hence the compression he's not at full compression yet because he just doesn't have the the, the tricks of the trade scott Ish. salem didn't do his homework oh, fuck why didn't you tell me about this trick sooner i could have learned something <laughs> <laughs> gets up and goes yeah you got to make something of yourself i was in the army let's all feel good let's all feel good about ourselves what the hell is that there's no way for a man to make a living that's a, that's that's a, a charlatan and the same with this uh Charles Perez, he was the producer on the Ricky Lake show. He said, wait a second. I could be in front of the camera. Any moron could host this. Why am I whispering in her ear? Yeah. I'm whispering my own. I'm whispering my own frigging ear. <laughs> on the next, Charles Perez. Charles Perez, kiss my ass. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, wow. Jesus a Christ. A charlatan? A charlatan. Wiki is essentially a Jewish Michael Jackson in the fucking Say 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 video with Paul McCartney. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? He's when he goes fucking, like this, guys. You know, swilling uh, potions of bullshit 
all his career and he has the nerve to call someone a charlatan. How is Howard gets... 360? Anyone want to let me know? I'll feel right. free. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, put it put it in the whale rock category. Let you know when know. he does this guys, when he does this guys, I should give you a little disclaimer. He's going to be ass fucking your tweeters uh with this high pitch rendition. These aren't people who, who make a living producing anything or entertaining anyone. Any idiot can host those shows. Tomorrow, whoever you are listening to me, you could host that show. Yes, you. What? I, come here, I'm going to smack you in the head. <laughs> Any idiot, meaning he's just called his listeners idiots. How's and, Channel well, 9 one. going? Is it still on? Are you still on? The advertisers hated his guts. They hated dealing with him. <laughs> he was like Barbara Streisand. Jackie, how's it feeling under the desk? You need some air. Exactly. <laughs> you could host that show. Any moron could host that show. So this moron, Sally Jesse Raphael, who's never really had a broadcast career except to be a carnival barker, and she knows it. She couldn't do what Robin and I were doing. The no, so she went to TV. Like that's how she downsized. Sorry, that's how she downgraded. She couldn't be on radio, so she went to TV. What a fucking failure. Oh, yeah. You know what? Carnival Barker, after we lost uh, almost 4,000 lives in 9-11, you got up on stage in an orange <laughs> jumpsuit and decided it would be a good idea to just take a little cutsy out of your ass and go on stage and just say some shit. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't carnival barking, though, right? After a no. national tragedy to make it about your ass cheeks? Okay. This is like Sounds Franco Columbo. This is like Fra like uh, Lou Ferrigno going saying Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't have what it took to be a real bodybuilder. He had to go become a fucking mega movie star. Could you <laughs> what imagine? A, what a like, <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe this. I can and I can't. Well, yeah. I mean, just, so so a seventy nine overshooting it. Is he really a sixty nine IQ at this point when you're listening to this crap? I mean, he has. Uh, well, look at he married like definitely a slow adult. So there has to be <laughs> magic that they were showing when they cut away. They couldn't entertain anybody. She's never once done done a monologue with someone tuned in. She's got to have freaks sitting next to her. What? What the fuck? He's oh, got hi, a whole whack pack. He's got a whack. He's made. He's made a whole wing of his mansion is based on whack pack blood. Let me call Crackhead Bob. Eric the midget, Eric the retard, <laughs> Wendy the retard, high pitch Eric. Uh, who else? Uh, who uh, who am I missing? Mark the bagger. Uh, uh, let's see, tan mom. You'd you'd need a plat. He needs a room for every one of the whackbackers who's been dead, like at the Hank the Angry Dwarf room for for Mushu Peaches to play in. So. <laughs> So, there you have it. Sally Jesse Raphael's gardener could do that show if she dropped dead tomorrow. And you know that's true. So they, <laughs> do, you think, they, do, you think, do you think Sally Jesse Raphael's gardener caught her um, in a compromising position when her stylist shaved her pubic hair in the nether regions? <laughs> while the kids were at school? <laughs> or was it just you? Yeah. Howard. Let me tell you something. So they line up this first woman to yell at Robin. And then they get a guy to stand up and yell at Robin, and the guy is so bad at it. He obviously had never heard the show or wasn't even too clear on who Robin was. He kept turning around. Now, you couldn't... That's fucking minimizing her. 
You're saying he didn't fucking know who Robin was or the show was. You're actually insulting yourself, first of all. And the guy into question, he was next to another guy that was going to say something. He wasn't coached. He did know what he was going to say, and he said it fine. Go back and listen to it, guys. Go wa- go watch it for yourselves without us. Yeah, it was he, what he said was fine. And we also know that nobody read the book because one person raised their hand. So whose fault is that? <laughs> that was the funniest. Though there, I think I thought there were two. I thought that one Muslim woman, but that was it was it turned out it was just her wanting to speak. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was one person, person raised their hand and then someone said i won't read that <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't read that see this i don't know uh, if you could... uh, he kept turning around to get coaching from his buddy behind him oh, is that right? he didn't know what he was saying he was because you were saying oh. did you hear it did you mm-hmm. and the guy the guy was all over the place oh so he this... got coaching <laughs> Oh, this skeeve coward. So a guy who's getting jokes written for him and passed to him. You fuck. I'm just <laughs> he got coaching? Meanwhile, here, a, a piece of fucking loose leaf hit me in the head. <laughs> knock, knock. Hoo-hoo. It's so cowardly. It's such a life form. Lower than any of them. Lower than Kathy Lee. Lower than Regis. Well, what was really She can't ask her own questions. What was really funny to me is during the show while we were taking, then these other people came out to say, well, I really hate my race because, yeah. and the audience went crazy. And I said, excuse me, Sally, I don't think your audience understands what the show is about. Of you course know. not. Oh, my fucking Lord, this narcissism parade. <laughs> <laughs> so now Robin, who's claiming I didn't know what this show was about, is now saying the audience doesn't know what the show is about. Also, during every segment that ended, when they were like, okay, we'll be right back, Robin gave yeah. a big, phony-ass smile, yeah. I mean, right on par with a Betho smile, and yeah. it was just like, ha, ha, Yeah, Stepford Quippers, like, yeah. I'm on camera again, amazing, I'm on camera, let me just get my fucking tits she out. She got what the show was about, she was right in there. Well, of course it was not. just ridiculous, nobody there knew what was going on. They had you on, and then people who hate their race. Now, what did you have to do with people who hate their race? <laughs> I'm the expert oh, yeah. just to lend some uh, no. information to these people, but I guess yeah. uh, she painted me as a person who hates my race. Yeah, oh yeah. I my the race I hate is Sally Jesse Raphael. Whatever race she is, I hate it. You can put me on record. <laughs> Self loathing Jews. Go ahead. Four eyes. Four eyed white. Four, four eyed bitch pig. <laughs> C word. <laughs> Short haircut. <laughs> I hate our whole race and Sally. Well, I'm not going to do that. Because she is no race. <laughs> She's trying to pawn herself oh. off as Puerto Rican. She's not Puerto Rican. <laughs> she is as low as they come. And she tries to act afterwards like she did Robin some kind of favor. She did. She Huge. allowed her to go. She allowed a fucking nobody in the business to come on her show and t- promote a book no one bought. No one cared about. This is just as it's just as just as bad as when Richard and Sal used to get these these authors on and fucking interrupt them on the calls. What's the difference? <laughs> true, like, you know? The same amount of like legitimacy. Go ahead. This is all, all PR. Them helping Robin and Howard. Charlie yeah. Rose helped you. Brian Brian Linehan helped you, Howard. Yeah. Robin, Sally is helping you. Guess how many people bought the book? No one. Guess how many people now <laughs> bought the book because you put it in the audience? One. 
<laughs> Sally said she read her book, but I don't think Robin read her book. I certainly don't think she wrote it. I, I Robin didn't read her own book because she puts herself in this fighting Muhammad Ali stance of a person, and it's the complete opposite. She's a glop. She's a puddle, just drowning in ice cream, hoping somebody pulls her out. That show didn't sell two books. No, she's holier than that. She didn't hold oh, up any book. Uh, she did. She people held up the book, and she put a promo of it on the thing. We saw it; it was covered up. But she did show the book. She showed the book, and she said "Quivers of Life" no less than five or six times. Well, yeah, it was the. I, I think a little less, maybe, but like at least four times. She didn't show the book. I would have walked right out of there. I wish she'd gotten up and just said, "You know what, you stupid cow, you cow face loser." Well, you still Rob, I don't wait, Robin's fatter. If if this kind of thing were going to defeat me, I wouldn't have gotten where I was. There you go. You know, idiots like that screaming at me. I, like, I want to run my life the way those people run theirs. Yeah, go ahead, Sam, please. Okay, he's calling Sally a cow. Sally's thinner than Robin. Yes. Okay. And most of yeah. the people who addressed Robin were thinner than Robin. <laughs> so... Including the men. Continue. Robin carried Robin carried a lot of weight on that show. I sat there and I said, you know, the sad thing is lots of these people are parents. <laughs> you know, somebody mm. has to deal with this at home. And it's really sad. And I just wanted to just be That was there. a setup. <laughs> was this before or after she starts crowbarring sh stories about dead children and neglect, <laughs> neglect and the news articles and then Jackie's laughing about it? Do you think uh, she... <laughs> Do you think she like applauded when Eric Clapton's kid fell out the window? <laughs> <laughs> she probably helped push him out so he could get a hit song. <laughs> Tears Fucking... on the billboard charts. <laughs> Did the YMCA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put a gif. I was like, GIF. I keep saying gif. I'm sorry. Uh, of jo There's a um, SCTV, uh, a character called Yellow Belly, this, this cowardly kid, cowardly guy in like the 1890s uh, who just like shoots people in the back. So there's a mother and a kid. Catherine O'Hare is dressed in period clothing. And uh, this kid's walking by and he goes, Hey, Ma, that's Yellow Belly. <laughs> John Candy's character shoots the kid in the back. And <laughs> And I said, I think I made a gif saying Howard's parenting babysitting skills. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Example, just to say, you can't let this run your life. No, that was you can't a setup. Let though. Crazy people like this decide how you're going to live, what you're going to think, and where you're going to go in your no, experience. This was this was a setup. This oh, was it was a, definitely a setup. This was a setup. This was a setup, and I can't stand. And Sally Jesse Raphael, you little bitch, why don't you come on the air with me? Every time I call you to come on, you little coward, you back out. Because this isn't the first time you try to pull nonsense with me. Come on, cow. But the point is exactly... Yeah, we're going to have to cut that one. Sam? Um, <laughs> this isn't Star Jones. I don't know what cow he's talking about. This is a totally normal middle-aged woman yeah. with a successful talk show and right. looks fine. So I don't know what cow he's talking about. Also... I can't believe that he's presenting this in this way. And Robin's sitting there and saying, oh, I know who I am. I, they sprung this insanity on me. Yeah, no, they sprung up. actual logic on you. 
why did you sit back and say nothing when there was gunshots played behind the Tejano music that Selena created when she just died tragically and she was in her 20s? Yeah. Crickets? Crickets? No, because you're you're such a you're such a force, Robin. Right. It's all you. Good, Robin. Fred was playing these sound effects. Did you give a fuck? Of course not. Like, and guys, get me. Please get me. I'm not uh, like, I I love when the inappropriate laughter goes on on the show when Jackie would be (laughs) like, they play all this like horrible stuff. And the the gunshots, the point is like, it was done. Don't, don't act like it wasn't done. Don't act like he didn't do it. And loads of people weren't offended. I wasn't offended. Uh, I thought I would have thought it was incredibly poor taste, but it like right away. Later on, like months later, they they always say tragedy plus time equals comedy, and it's true. Look at um, Gilbert with that joke at the um, Hugh Hefner the guy, roast. The commercial. Which which yeah. which commercial? For he was afflecked, and he made the joke yeah. about the uh, Katrina, right? He made the joke no, about no, the. It was, oh, it, it was, was the tsunami. Uh, it, was, uh, it was the tsunami. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or no, or was it? Yeah, was it the? Um, <laughs> what he said on a podcast the, the 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 tsunami hurt me worse than any victims it's not me not having a sense of humor about whatever they were doing at the time it's just the fact if they're personally addressing you for something don't act like you're being attacked out of nowhere exactly as you said if you have a question for me don't set up yeah. idiots in the audience to ask it. Ask it yourself. Oh, uh, the whole thing was a, it was a goof. And she's a goof, and she's a no talent, and she's never done a thing in her broadcast career. She, she was going, yes, I've been fired from other stations. As if she's going to compare her measly career with mine. As <laughs> if every, every... You're the only one comparing her career with yours, buddy. And the fact is, she got on TV and you didn't. Sorry. Yeah. You had to... <laughs> <laughs> At least her legacy is like... Uh you know, memorable, quirky talk show that was successful. Yeah. Yours is you're a closet case, fucking wig wearing, vile skeleton. That's embarrassing yeah. as fuck. Your legacy is everyone you left behind. That is good. Uh, yeah, more or less. Or people that escaped or people that, you know, <laughs> a string of shows that got taken off the air. Show is a referendum on me. A big vote on me. Sally, you want to have a vote on me? Come on here, you little tuchus face. I'll give you a vote. We're going to take a referendum on you, you you, you piece of garbage, you human filth, you skeeve. I'm going to take referendums on you, you filth bag. But the other part and of the show is, oh, she we goes, love you. We're, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Oh, thank you for coming on. We're oh. anxious to have you here. Yeah, yeah, anxious. Get her on my show, that piece of filth, setup artist, liar, pig, beast. So again, the same bullshit talking points, non-talking points, just to protect Queen Ophelia, but really, or discredit Sally, Jesse, for no really good reason, except that Robin came off like an idiot. Over under, does he know what referendum means? (laughs) (laughs) He might have to, he might have to uh, uh, consult a wiki, just like this, thethings.com. Money.net. Or cheat sheet. Art heist. She <laughs> she was the best. <laughs> I hope you die of cancer. No, I hope she's proud of what she's done no. for America. I hope you die of cancer. I hope you get <laughs> cancer all over your body. I hope it's <laughs> more than your plastic surgery did. I'm glad your plastic surgery failed. That's why half your face. Did, did you? What does it look like up close? That pig. 
that beast who wants to look better. You know, uh, Anne Rice is a description of vampires. Yeah. <laughs> that is very, it all cratery? Like marble. Because, you know, t- <laughs> Robin was, what Robin was dressed. for just, America. <laughs> yeah. Robin was dressed like fucking Stephen Ray in an interview with the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> And Wiki, he's not too far off from looking like Antonio Banderas in the same film. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've done for America. Oh, my Lord. This is, yeah, back in the... Back in the days when he would willingly uh, wish cancer on people. Like, I've never, I've never in my life uh, wished someone die as vehemently and meant it, like, legitimately. I just want to be comforted. After a national terrorist attack by somebody with their butt cheeks hanging out in a jumpsuit. Thank you. Exactly. Hide some of that with makeup. It, it looks like it's, there's she actual does. holes. But, she, you know, they have to plaster so much on yeah. to cover up everything and make it all look like it's thing on the same face. What a freak. Wait, I like. Why, why are they being so mean to Beth? <laughs> the Inquirer would publish a picture of her without her makeup on. Oh, my God. It would be the worst. It would be. More horrible than the movie Species when she changes into an alien. It would be unbelievable. I wish she would get cancer. That's why I, I wish she would die tomorrow of oh, painful she's had cancer. Oh, a miserable life Good. already, so. <laughs> Good, Review for me why her life has been so bad so I can, so I can take pleasure in it. Okay, so again, so this is going to go quite a while, guys, so we're going to have to, like I said, break it up. But <clears throat> was it at the Ed Bradley in 60 Minutes interview where he questioned him? He said, you wish cancer on people? And he goes, come on, you've never wished cancer on people? You never and Ed Bradley was somebody looking, would die? And, and uh, Red Bradley was like, um, I don't know. I don't think so. You know, like maybe when I was a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have such direct, vile thoughts that I don't. I never wish on people. I don't know. So continue. Yeah. Both, both of them. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Sally's not the one who looks like an alien. It's Robin. No. Robin's looking like, yeah, Kevin Peter Hall. The adopted son was in the terrible car accident, and then her daughter committed suicide. Yeah, she must be some great mother. What, you set up your kid, too? Like you set up Robin? You piece of garbage. You're a god <laughs> less than a woman. You're a snail. You're nothing. You're nothing to the human race but a leech. She might have thought she owed it to me for exposing her in that whole uh, Susan Smith situation where she yeah. ran down to go to the funeral. And for- It's funny that Robin brings up the Susan Smith thing. I don't know why she's re- referencing it with, in relation to Sally Jesse, except that Susan Smith, one of, if anybody wants to look back, she, um, she was went on it like TV and saying, I hope for, I really want to get my boys back or whatever. And then she confessed in like the end of 1994 that she drowned her kids by letting her car roll into a fucking lake. Um, the, uh, so this is, uh, it was, I don't know that she was on Sally Jesse, so I don't know what the connection is. Uh, we'd have to look that one up. Maybe but, she was on Sally Jesse, but she, or something, uh, regarding it, but it was October of 94. Mm-hmm. So that's before, obviously, Robin's book came out. Mm-hmm. And it was and a huge case because even yeah. when she brought that up and we said, oh, what is this? And I said, you know what? I kind of remember this being a kid. This was a big deal because, you know, parents didn't really do this. And then, of course, there was Andrea Yates and 
Mm-hmm. And it was just nuts. Uh, but I remember the story d- distinctly because it was so horrific and uh, it got international news. I mean, back pre-internet guys or really early internet, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 94. Yeah, there yeah. was a bit of internet, but it still wouldn't have been like what it is now. It was uh, like Scott, was Peterson, Scott yeah. Peterson line. And the one recently was the the guy who killed his two of uh, the kids and the wife. And then yeah. he, yeah. Mm-hmm. He lied like about Menendez, it and put him in the drums. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot, a lot of those stories back uh, that the, they started to become larger, larger than life. Tended to be, you know, a mourner while she's got TV yeah. cameras on. Yeah, the, the two children had died. And, you know, this is a woman, her own children have died. And she, has, she had zero compassion. They noticed there were no cameras at her daughter's funeral. No. Why didn't you bring the cameras in so, so Oprah could do some cameras while your kids are dropping dead, you pig? Come in here and answer my question, you filthy coward. So I'm presuming they're, they're mocking her for, mocking Sally Jesse for using the Susan Smith story for ratings or something or, you know, trying to cover, put coverage in it's like a theme show, I, I presume. Nuts. I mean, you're talking uh, about two of, the, two of the most least compassionate people on the planet. That show has so much tact, the Howard Stern show. I don't. Yeah. I mean, did it? Didn't they have a what was Amy Fisher? Didn't she yeah. shoot a mother <laughs> in the face? <laughs> You're a woman. You hide from me. Get in here, you pig. <laughs> Come here. I'll call you. Suey, suey. I'll call the pig into the uh, studio. The suey, Jesse. She's a pig. <laughs> Sally the pig, Jesse Raphael, Beastmaster. Filthy garbage, human garbage. That's what that is. That should be swept out with the garbage. That's garbage. Call in, you pig. Well, Joe Jones noticed. I didn't. Didn't even occur to me how much dead air is going on. Call in, you pig. Hmm. Like we said, if you were to call her and she were to answer, you'd be put in your place in five seconds. Just like um. Uh, well, who was the uh, when we did the Fox pilot, uh, the the gossip columnist that uh, he had in Cindy Adams. Owned, Cindy Adams. She owned him in no in time two flat. Two seconds. Yep, exactly. Come on, you filthy pig! <laughs> the filthy pig won't call in because she's a coward. I see my. You know what? Ring. Yep. Same with Wendy Williams. She came in, felt the air of a little bit. A vibe she didn't like, and mm-hmm. she owned him. Wig knows wig. Yeah. Two seconds. She read him like a school book. Yep. In two seconds on air. And what did he do? Did he call her up and say, Why did you treat me like this? Why did you do this? No. What did, did he do? Did he, he take did her the, to task? No. Oh, like when, when, she, when she was there? Just like this. Because mm-hmm. he's a pussy. Yeah, 100%. Is that her? Yeah, Gary, pick up the hotline, you moron. Let it ring for 12 hours. Let's leave that Sally Jesse Raphael. Doubt it. Call in. Talk to me. Talk to me about being a woman, a broadcaster, <laughs> with a setup like I never saw. Who is that? It's, um, it's Richard Lewis, not Sally Jesse. I don't want to talk. You don't have to talk to him right now. You don't have to if you don't want to. Don't worry. Sally Jesse Raphael. So you had Richard Lewis. I have that too, actually. It's a pretty good interview. I should probably put it on my channel. But uh, like when they get like this, do you get the sense that the staff is going like they all know this is this is where we that we can kind of relax because he's going to be a while bitching about this. 
and we don't have to really do our work. Yes, they know where this is going, but it is kind of interesting as much as the show has changed the dynamic, it's still mm-hmm. so much the same where it's we will never leave our boss in this chess match. Um, we'll, we'll adjourn the match. We're not going mm-hmm. to keep playing. We'll say adjourn. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a pass and we're going to we're not going to keep going with this. You're mm-hmm. not going to goat for our bishop and our rook no fucking way they won't Mm -hmm. even give them a chance they'll just get up from the seat and adjourn the match till the next day or the next time and then maybe they'll never come back and it's fine they're just such complete pussies and this Mm -hmm. kind of behavior got they got away with it because there was no internet and the fact that there was such um hype around the show and the characters and the players in the show but now there's mm-hmm. just dead air. So if you have a fight with Wendy Williams and she dressed you down on your show and you don't approach it the next day after what you said about her, of course you're going to get called out on it. That's all anyone would talk about. But you can't come back with it. Well, look in at this look sense. At it. Yeah, go ahead. It's oh, it's the same thing. He's even doing a worse job dressing her down, Sally Jesse Raphael. You mentioned Amy Fisher. That Amy Fisher. Uh, like she, that appearance and what ironically enough, it's the same situation. She leaves Harry, uh, Gary gets the big balls to trash her after she's gone. They don't tell her as she's leaving, like, fuck you, fuck you. He goes in my head. I'm going, fuck you skank in your head. Yeah, exactly. In your head. And when it's... they're gone, you don't uh, give them shit on the air and say like, fuck you. What are you doing here? Get the fuck out of my studio. That's ballsy. That's edgy. That's someone being real. Why wait hey, until we... they're gone to talk shit about them? Unless you're a complete fucking fruit. Go ahead. So interesting because you say that Opie and Anthony had Paris Hilton on and they were preemptively saying, well, what the fuck are we even going to talk to her about? She has a show to promote. She's coming on the show. They were asking her about situations that happened on the show when she was being like playing coy Mm -hmm. and they kind of got dicky to her face about it. And she just got up and left and they like on the air said, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, you're here like, for yeah. what? What else are you here for? But to promote right. exactly what we're asking you. What else well, knowing, would you like us to say? Yeah. Well, especially if you know you're not going to get that person again, you may as well fucking let them have it. If you've already did. Or, exactly. So that that takes balls, in my opinion. What he's doing is the lowest kind of kind of shitty, like fruity character assassination that's only done by people who have no actual spine. And so, and you, you picture it over the years, all the backbiting, all the rescinding that we do, we're going to do a Kathy Lee one. That's going to probably take years because there's just so much of him being like an asshole to her that, um, we'll have to really pick and choose the most vicious stuff and, um, and, and approach it that way. But he was like, she was a perfect target, but at the same time, it was never like go on in her show, go on the Regis and Kathy Lee show. Well, first of all, he couldn't get on cause he was talking so much shit about them, but if he could, he would be like a lamb, like a fucking lamb. He would be molesting Regis, grabbing yeah. his ass, kissing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he'd be going on about, well, why you bring your fucking kids on? Why would... It's not like he would go on their show and trash them. He didn't no. have the balls to do it. So he wasn't like a Crispin Glover trying to kick David Letterman in the head. <laughs> Do you think like when he was on, do you think when he was on the Arsenio Hall show, he felt like he was in the middle of like the LA riots? 
<laughs> he probably wondered if he'd move, uh, go to another studio because he, the blacks moved in uh, to that particular studio. Because he I was think... like so afraid. He was like, oh, I was saying something so edgy. He was so tense. Oh, you could tell it like uh, there's yeah, you could see it. And he the, the darting eyes that fucking poodle do stacked at least a <laughs> meter high above his head. I don't know what that is in yards. And um, and 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 Arsenio, to, to his credit, because Arsenio is actually I've heard such good things great. about him over the years. He was fantastic. Arsenio was a born like he's natural for the camera. I wasn't even a huge fan, but that guy got on like he was on the TV like I belong on TV. He had the bluster. Wiggy could just bullshit. There's people who usher in uh, a, some sort of conversation and trends, and he mm-hmm. did it very well. Yeah, reasonably natural, unless there was some. And it, actually, he was really good if you see some of the. Um, he would have like Jean Claude Van Damme uh, right after, like the day after he had um, Steven Seagal, who just trashed Jean Claude Van Damme, and, and just lead them into it and not have the fear of, you know, we just had so and so on yesterday, and he didn't have many good words to say. And Van Dam was very classy about it, the whole thing. He said, "I think he's got, you know, he 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 wasn't afraid to ask something difficult to to guess. He was good in that sense. I loved it when he had more um, serious guests on, like Frank Zappa and stuff. I so. love that. I love that. Uh, I love your interpret. I love everything you just said. By the way. No, I just I I I, I hated the the uh, the the lead into Arsenio, the woof woof, and all that fucking. I I know, that's but where, besides that's, that, that's where I was. That's where I, I was on. That's where I, where I was on Howard's side. But the guest, this is the only place I could watch hip hop was Arsenio. So yeah, you know, I love he wasn't going to be. Just said. That was a great assessment. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. I wasn't going to be able to watch Ice T on the Tonight Tonight Show. <laughs> it's like acid was poured all over her face. Never saw a face with bumps and lumps and things all over it like that. Probably he's pull off her dress. She probably got curly tail and hooves. <laughs> what a piece of garbage she is. She should be proud of that show. Sitting there like a carnival barker, getting the getting the most uneducated black people she could find and loading them up with uh, all kind of crap. Okay, yeah. Mm, what? <laughs> loading them up with all kind of crap. I don't know, like your show. Um, yeah. <laughs> preloading <laughs> curly hair and hooves. What is Beth making a special appearance? <laughs> is, is there some sketch I'm missing where like Will Ferrell played Satan and I'm not aware? <laughs> curly hair and hooves? What are they? What are they drugging him all with ecstasy and Molly before the sh- daytime show? <laughs> or it's all is it ma- more like mass, your show mass. where you're just like, we have a full bar? <laughs> yeah. And girls are basically jerking themselves off on a saddle vibrating machine called the Sibian. Hmm. I love when they had Benicio Del Toro in there and they, they offered him booze and there was dust on the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Wild man. I wasn't right. What is that a Shanghai experience? Finds black people can barely talk. Didn't even sound like they were from America. I don't know what show they hear. Sitting there screaming and yelling. Ah, oh, it's, it's, it's degrading. And she degrades the, it, it, all people with that kind of nonsense. Putting morons on like that. Jeez, I don't know, why, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, Sonny Hostin. Remember when Howard was on The View promoting on Howard view, Stern yeah. Sons again? This is how I know Sonny Hostin's a fraud legislator. You know, she's a 
judicial watch commentator. She's amazing. Right. right. On the view. She's got such cutting edge points. She has Howard Stern on. She challenges him and he lies right straight to her face and she lets him. And then we have this. Sonny. Yeah. What's going on? Do you yeah, hear this? Exactly. Are you educated oh. black? <laughs> well, let's take our first question from the audience. Oh, just happened to find that woman, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a setup. She was raising to the mic. She's a filthy lion dirtbag. And I don't care what she thinks. She can sit there all she wants and, and talk about she's having a referendum on me. Oh, I didn't know that, she does. She's trying to set me up. No, you know what the referendum is. Can black people be whoever they want? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Guys, the, the hits keep on coming. How, can black people be whoever they want? That was not the segment. It was people who don't... Do they, exp they express they a disdain for their... their it's self-loathing for their own ethnicity. And right, they that was, explain. Or no, 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 no. Let's we gotta go right back into it. I hate People my race. say that I hate my race. Let me yeah, explain they. my point. Right. They, whoever they is. They meaning other people. Or I'm accused of being, you know. And to be like even they had a, actually an interesting point with this, as I I mean, like the one kid who sounded like Candace Owens was saying, <laughs> I I don't like being looped in with people who, you know, like if they're acting a, a certain, I don't yeah. want to be the stereotype for where I grew up and mm -hmm. how people act because right. I don't present myself in that way. And Robin made an, a, a couple of stupid points too, like you can only be the best example that you can be, but that doesn't right. exempt you from also making sure when people are showing racism in your face that you just completely say nothing and off. laugh along right that's and that's how you're combating racism you're actually just sort of you're actually helping normalize racism and helping make it more acceptable for your own fans and by taking that it basically it's it's like um you say you don't have any problem with a, a derogatory term uh, so, and in, in even if it applies, even if it's against you, because that's what you are, you're okay with it. Does, you're, don't presuppose that everybody else is okay with it. So, and, and then allowing that to happen and doing a victory lap is this. So mm -hmm. now, not only do you have this, which mm -hmm. was on the Sally Jesse Raphael show, you also have now Howard doing a victory lap, which is mm -hmm. going one further. Exactly. And he can get to say whatever he wants. Right. But this black woman, what's she doing there? Hmm. <laughs> black people are mad at you. Because, because... Uh, these people are mad at the world. Right. Howard. Don't say these are black people. These were just some crazy, out-of-control people. Right. Totally emotional people who haven't had a conversation with anyone ever. I got more respect oh, for hookers God. than I do for Sally Jesse Raphael. For people who spread their legs. Well, you married a hooker, so... Anyway, go ahead. These people were not mad at black people or the world. They had specific no. problems that they were mad at Robin with, which they brought up in a completely articulate way with her. The only mm -hmm. reason why they got upset is because Robin wasn't answering their questions and she berated them with a volume that was unparalleled to what they were speaking to her. 
Yeah, it was incre- it was incredible. It's like taking a sledgehammer to kill a mosquito. And that was Robin's approach. Let me shout you the fuck down. Exactly the right out of the wig playbook and out of, you know, two narcissists. That's how they would deal with things. Shout you down, pot you down. I, get, I brought up this uh, example before of when the last time before Sirius, the dice was on the show via call in. All they did was pot his fucking volume down because they couldn't compete with him. He couldn't, co- Wiggy couldn't compete on the fly. Jackie couldn't write fast enough for him to go. Jackie himself couldn't go after Dice fast enough. You think he's going to write Howard to keep keep up with a, a, a professional comic? Oh, please. Like, Dice is on the fly, and he's himself 24-7, and he is always like that. And everyone yeah. will always say that in his real life, everything else. Sure. It's not an act. That's Dice. No, it isn't. That, that's Dice, of course. That's so, Dice. Yeah, so that was just another example of, you know, if, if they're called on it in the moment, if they don't have their certain bag of tricks, they can't handle it. For a living. At least they're upfront about what they do. It's Miss Compassion. She's running down to uh, where after after Susan Smith kills the two kids, she's doing a show from the lake. When when Sally's kids died, she didn't bring the camera in. Then if she had brought the camera in, I'd say she's not a hypocrite. Bring the camera in when your kids both uh, dropped dead and you couldn't handle it. Peg? Let us see somebody walk down the street with you as you cry. Yeah. This guy took a dead woman's ashes into the studio, opened up the urn and made fun of her fucking ashes with bone fragments and talking about, oh, I think this is her tit. Oh, I think this is her nose, whatever the fuck. And you're talking about compassion. Like, he's a couple years away from doing this. Uh, I mean, he's a, not at the time. She was a mother. And then let's mm-hmm. go one further. Not even further. Let's go on the same parallel street here. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. go to Ed Bradley's funeral and complain mm-hmm. about the seat you got at this man's funeral, who is a father, a husband, a well-respected journalist in everything that you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the humanity, folks. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. You filthy, filthy woman. You're filth. Your Let hands are filthy. Let sit on the porch with you and talk about what it was like to lose your daughter. No, I saw that show. I saw the whole show. You know, and I was watching it. I go, oh, this is a pretty good show. You know, I'm watching the first 20 minutes, even though I was kind of like bummed that like, the whole first 20 minutes were about race and about me and all. And all of a sudden, like when Robin gets on, I go on all these shows never about race. All of a sudden, all these shows. Yeah, you're now, white. You get to say whatever you want. Yeah, but you know what it is? Since you did your book promotion tour, mm-hmm. everything has been focused on this show about race. Okay. A good section of her book was about race. Not a lot of it. Most of it was about how she suffered through everything she had to do and that she was some kind of fighter and she was oppressed at every moment. And so whether it was about race, whether it was just about the, the, the heavy, the boss in the case maybe, or her coworkers, she was a perpetual victim in her entire fucking book. Everything, even the little sister she was supposed to be a big sister to was an adversary. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, peripheral. Everyone's peripheral in a narcissistic person world. But I will say, for him to sit here and say, "Until you did this book, now everything's about race." I'm sorry. Didn't you have Gilbert Gottfried dress in Dracula makeup during the OJ trial, which was yeah. at the height of racial tensions after the LA fucking riots? Go into the worst parts of New York City and say. Do you think he spilled right. the blood of his wife? White <laughs> wife. <laughs> he's the okay. one that said. Didn't he's the one that said. A Jamaican woman call in and yeah. tell her to take the bone out of her nose. Didn't you? Didn't you say that the cops should have beat Rodney King more, and that's where the no. lesson begins? <laughs> right. 
Okay. So, but the race is, you know, just now popping up. Cause I'm sorry. But wait, wait, wait a minute. Fillmore, just wondering, do they have a caller still called King of All Blacks? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an indentured servant to the show when they need him to call in and uh yeah and oh he's a garbage man of course so when you when you need to throw that in his face to call him uh, call him out on his opinions you use that by the way when we're gonna have the episode when you have to put a gun to my head who i'm voting for so i can let you know mm-hmm. if i lick vagina or not <laughs> let's keep going and that's all they can talk to you about and sally jesse raphael is the worst so anyway, they talked to Robin for 20 minutes, but, you know, it was good because at least it was one-on-one. I could hear what you're saying, and you, you handled everything. And then, let me see if there's anybody in our audience who has a question. <laughs> there was no question. Yeah, she's a setup artist. But why don't you say, why don't you come be upfront about it, Sally, and come on the air and say, yeah, we got, the, we, we got these people, especially for you, Robin. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it, gaslighting, guys, this is like a gaslighting. It's not a master class because he's so shitty at it. But uh, again, he's lucky, man. The, the internet, no internet, he could get away with this shit. And his fans would have eaten just about anything in 1995. A few years later, starting to get a little more, you know, wary of what the fuck he's saying. But not just yet. It was still, <laughs> it's still coming. This is so bad. I'd look like Freddy fucking Krueger. Gaslighting. <laughs> Because I'm too cowardly to ask you these questions and say these things. We went to a park and rounded up whoever we saw. Yeah, and why is Robin on the show of people who hate their race? If that wouldn't have bothered me at all. I'd have talked to people about no. that, but it had nothing to do with me hating my race. Yeah, but Don't it sure looked like you did. Under my, my face. Well, they do it. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I, I love being black. I love being black. <laughs> it's, just, it's making me think of a couple films, but I won't get into them now because otherwise this will be a fucking four hour, four hour uh, podcast. Sally Nitwit Raphael. Piece of human. <laughs> she is so effing ugly. <laughs> she is ugly inside and out. These, that are, face, on that the well, uh, it, These are all on the fly originals, by the way. It's not a Jackie joke in sight. Jackie's in Jackie's finishing off his core's light. Hi, Emily, Deborah, Ashley. I must be coming. The plastic surgeon tried so much work on her. You know how much work she had on that face? And the face she should never have had to work there because it caved in even more after she had the the plastic surgery. Yeah, things got Guys, guys, honestly, she looked fine then. If you look at the video, she looks normal. Yes, made up because she's she's on TV. No less made up than this. Putzoglifti for private parts. When you see him in the in the shots, he looks like he looks like he's been made up for a, a Fabio. Like I can't believe it's not butter commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like the cover of a demented I, like I Harlequin novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I didn't think she had plastic surgery when I watched this. I'm going to be honest with you. I really what didn't. Plas- I, didn't, I, didn't I thought she looked completely about. normal. I mean, if she did have plastic surgery, you wouldn't go. You, it's not like Kenny Rogers do a stubble in the back of his head because he had so many facelifts. Oh, my God. It's not like when you're like, oh, I need to get some swimmies for my kid and stuff it in my chest like your wife. <laughs> she's, got, she's got two tits you could drive a Prius through. <laughs> I mean, when they're what there, I would have saved an extra family on the Titanic. <laughs> Between those two pontoons. <laughs> oh God, we could you could do a whole show on her wonky tits. 
<laughs> and the, the the comments we got by the way for the yeah. sliding cupcakes. The sliding cupcakes. I called them <laughs> I where... Snoopies. I don't know where that came from, but it was genius. Anyway, sorry guys, self-promotion. We're patting ourselves on the back a little bit. Where? Sally, what's the matter? Afraid to age? You beast? <laughs> you finally got a TV show, but you happened when you were too old. This guy photoshopped an Adam's apple out of his own photograph. <laughs> he photographed the wrinkles. Tell as old as time, Fillmore. <laughs> Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Happy birthday, Robin. Look, I, I tried to make myself younger through Photoshop. Thank you, Adobe. <laughs> Thank you, Lightroom. <laughs> I didn't I didn't clone use the clone tool to create a dog behind me. <laughs> now people gotta look at that punum. My <laughs> face looks like it was in that Waco fire. <sighs> Put him as Italian for face. Oh, I see. I'm half Italian. No, it's not. <laughs> He's an idiot. Faccia. Faccia. What? Faccia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Into another language on me. I hear there's a shortage oh, of bags. So, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is he so what? pretending to be Italian in this? Yeah, half Italian. <laughs> <laughs> He's half Italian, like Judd Hirsch was half, you know, half Portuguese. <laughs> like, Jeff Goldblum's been going around saying he's half Greek. No. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> well, but didn't he say also for years Robin's Indian? She's not black; she's Indian. That was his running joke. Why? I, I don't even understand. Like, and which you know, <laughs> feather or dot? I didn't quite understand. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she Punjabi? Is she Malayali? Is she you know like East Indian? Why? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no kids, so who cares? Does she have? Does she make a mean gulab jamun and fucking alu gobi? Okay, because her husband has to put three bags on her head. She's a three bagger when he gets her first bag just to hide her face, second bag to make sure, and the third bag to make sure everything never comes off. <laughs> he has to put three bags on her head just to just to screw her. Man. Then they got to use the fourth bag to puke in. So he's got three bags on her head and a bag for puking. Because you got to look at that. And they paid for that face, no less, with plastic surgery. I don't know. Even at the time, I would not have found this. I would have changed the channel because he sounds so, like, meandering and stumbly and nothing's nothing's natural. It's all, like, coming. Well, it's coming off the top of his head, but it's shit. It's shit. Man, I've I've heard better jokes on, like... All that, which is like a snick show. It was like Keenan Thompson was on. It was like Keenan and Kel and Amanda Bynes. It's like an improv kids show in the nineties. Just contrast this with like a whiskey sobbing computer board. <laughs> <laughs> Types out who's out there, who's out there in fucking Virgin Creepland that I can try to fuck with my web of grossness. <laughs> And he gets some takers, some uh, people who have a background that's uh, clearly troubling. Uh, his father's a mad Irish drunk. Uh, this girl, <laughs> she's goth. She's dyed black hair. She's looks like the fat gay guy's son on The Sopranos. And uh, she's probably shit in the gym shower several times. <laughs> I memorized that fucking rant like it was the the first. It was like the first ten, ten minutes of Batten. <laughs> yeah, if I said to you, we said to each other, "Who's the sixth president of the United States?" <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I could. 
<laughs> but I could quote the baby gorilla. Like I would quote, I don't know, something from, I don't know, on the waterfront. Anyway, let's keep going. A mess. Hoofa. Yeah. I wonder, can you can you get a refund from a plastic surgeon if things don't he work out? He did the work. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's it, not his fault. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. That's the way she responded to it. <laughs> the guy's done it a million times. <laughs> can you imagine it? Howard's plastic surgeon had him in the room, and before he started, he goes, what are you doing? i got to open the fucking windows first. <laughs> I've been shaving down. <laughs> a goiter, a boulder in your neck for fucking 20 years. He went at his nose with a fucking hacksaw. He said, we might have to pull out the power tools for this piece of shit. <laughs> it's like those cool, it's like that shitty rusty thing you do to like hedge when you hedge butches. It's like one time we were in Thailand. My wife suggested I get my back waxed because I look like... <laughs> I'm not joking. I went into the salon and they took a look and they go, whoa, we're going to need to, they took a step back. <laughs> God, oh, I'll tell you that story another time. It was funny. It was one of the most, I don't know how you women do it, but the same way they looked at me, I'm sure his plastic surgeon went into him and said, okay, uh, where do we exactly start with this? <laughs> Can you remove the dog off your head? <laughs> he doesn't go in for a procedure he went in for an estimate and the surgeon he didn't actually quote him a price he just kind of showed him the boats he wanted the yachts he wanted. i can't be with ralph now i'm gonna have to pro put off this divorce till after <laughs> <laughs> okay let's keep going at the trial when the sally sues her plastic surgeon and all of a sudden they reveal the bag you know because she's sitting there with a bag on her head because right. the husband can't stand to look at her and then they take the bag off and the judge starts they said quick give me that bag i gotta throw up in it <laughs> everybody's going for the bag you know that's a great scene if i make a movie I, I tell you what when my movie gets to production i want this scene in or i'm not doing the movie you call writer entertainment tell them this. i guess this fell by the wayside somewhere somewhere in the production meeting i'm sorry did i miss this scene somewhere was it in between the really good scene of was it in between the good scene of you chewing out pig vomit or was it when you were meeting allison Oh, they meant to put this in the Criterion uh, edition, Criterion cut of the DVD, but it never showed up. Never. Or was never it when appeared. you were leaving Robin to her crisis center? <laughs> There's actually, funny enough, I mentioned that, but there is supposed to be a work print, like uh, an extended work print of private parts with all kinds of extra shit. I used to have it, but I deleted it because I thought, well, I'm never going to watch this. So, um, but uh, it, it is with all kinds of extended stuff that hasn't uh, that wasn't given the full production treatment but if anybody out there that has a copy let me know because i'd love to love to see that today uh the uh, with the the work print well the most uh, important right. thing though is how we just hear how all the good things he will be doing with his film career you know <laughs> yeah which is two years <laughs> the bag the bags <laughs> the bag will come off her head sally justin yeah. raffield guys absolutely get ready yeah for the movie uh-huh. Is all of a sudden I'm in court, right? I'm covering a story. I'm going to write this, and nothing to do with the movie, nothing to do with my life or the plot. And all of a sudden, Sally Jesse Raphael is in court, and her husband and her are upset because she's had plastic surgery, and it, and it turned out all wrong. And they take off the bag. The judge pukes in the bag, and he can't believe what he. Well, this is pretty much uh, okay. Go ahead. Freedom. <laughs> 
Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> Uh, you were thinking the bag over the head of the executioner. <laughs> okay. I was trying to know what the correlation is there, but it's funny. He's talking about what wasn't in the movie. Well, what was in the movie wasn't his life story either. So what's the difference? I would have liked that part. I mean, anything would yeah. be better than what was put yeah. in. <laughs> than what we got. That scene in my movie. I, I want, and it happened in the middle of the movie for, for no reason. Yeah. All of a sudden, it just goes like, well, here's the scene that I wanted in the movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title it. Howard realizes he's breaking all walls here. He has, it has nothing to do with the film. It has nothing to do with the plot. Right. Your face. Your face this, sold the movie more. This was on the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know what's so great is Adam Sandler just, he did this shit. He would put stupid shit that is nonsensical into the plot of the movie, like a penguin running yeah. around or Norm MacDonald. Or right. Chris Farley driving a bus, right. angrily eating a ham sandwich that's like some elementary kids and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. or, you know, so he did do that stuff. Howard has these ideas, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, turns out. He came up with this idea, but he was too embarrassed to be in dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. But this is a scene he wanted to get in the movie, couldn't write it in in any in order, orderly fashion. It could, didn't work into the plot, so we're just putting it here for you to see. And all of a sudden, you'll see Sally Jesse Raphael in court, suing her plastic surgeon. And the judge throwing up in the bag that she was wearing on her head. That's, that's it. That's it. That's in the movie. Somebody write to write your answer. I can see why this took the private parts took 24 scripts to approve. I'm taking this seriously. <laughs> two, two minutes and 50 seconds. Can we do it? Detain it immediately. <laughs> and, and then they bring a child up on the stand because Sally's been scaring all the neighborhood children <laughs> oh. with that face. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, electric, they give her the electric chair, the electric cuter for being ugly. Because no one can stand to look at <laughs> And then fast forward, he's on fucking AGT and everyone's looking at him like a fucking thriller zombie. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize, guys. (laughs) The fucking chutzpah when you look like some plastic surgery disaster to be talking about Sally Jesse Raphael, who looks human at least. He looks like the corn CD cover. <laughs> he has the body of those aliens that come out of the ship in uh, Close Encounters of a Third Kind. I've been trying to Photoshop his head just as a silhouette, but I have to get like a Blu-ray version. I'll see if I can do it. There's a, there, wait, there's a priest in Poltergeist, number two. It's like this like creepy priest in number two. That I, I just to... think if Howard didn't have the wig, it would be this guy. I have to look that up. I haven't seen that. Is it worth it the looks watch? Like, it looks like Ben. And by the way, it's so freaky. Poltergeist like 2 person. scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I only saw the first one and and it was it, just the clown part was where I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Something about clowns that fucking I hate in films that just fucking irritate me. Guilty of being ugly. <laughs> guilty. Oh, you mean I collect from the plastic surgeon? No, no, no. The plastic surgeon walks free. You're guilty of being ugly. We're going to kill you. We're going to put you in the electric chair and see your head fry. <laughs> the smoke comes out of your, your face. 
You bitch. You, you no good filth. What a filthy coward. I love these coward hypocrites. And she's talking about her broadcast career. Some career. Charles Perez has the same career. <laughs> Richard Bay has the same career. Anybody could have you the same so career. You were so bad at it, it took you years to jump start it. Any moron could host... I'm going to... Just a break there. Going right back into it, guys, real quick. It's the Sally Jesse Raphael show. All you got to do is get a bunch of screaming black people in the audience and put, <laughs> and put person X up on the stage. Yeah, those same people uh, will show up on other shows. Yeah. You know, people who ha yeah. don't have the... <laughs> person X was your co-host, asshole. It's, it's almost like that newscast when they're like so poor and so black for the Katrina <laughs> <laughs> shit. Wolf Blitzer, so poor, so he black. He was so poor they are so, so black. They are so black. I'm shocked he still has a career. He does. Um, this is worse. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Good sense not to sleep with their sister's husband. God. I can't wait for my movie to come out. And then, <laughs> That's the only scene you care about now. Yeah, and then I don't care about the rest of the movie. If the movie sucks, as long as that scene is done properly. And then... They take it, they march her to the electric chair for being ugly, right out of the courtroom, into the chairs. The first time, no appeals, nothing, because everyone knows she's guilty. She's walking down here. Everyone's throwing up. And then... <laughs> Guys, hindsight is a bitch. Do you know what he looks like? <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. Do you know what Howard looks like? There's a reason why our QF symbol has almonds behind it. <laughs> All right, guys, honestly, one minute, 14, and we will power through. And at the end of the scene, she doesn't get electrocuted. You know why? No one is there to pull the switch. They all went running because she's so ugly. They ran away. In fact, the people on death row are saying, kill me before she gets right. in my cell. I don't want to see, see her. These guys are hanging themselves as she walks by. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. She's nothing. She's garbage. They'll all go away. That's garbage. That's garbage. Okay, guys, guys, honest, honestly, I know some people love these rants way back when. Uh, this is not a particular, particularly good one, especially when you know that the evidence is presented uh, in such a way as to make them look like lying assholes, at lying, you know, disingenuous assholes. But it's even worse when there's like zero wit behind it. There's like nothing about it that I would have found funny in 95. Nothing. It Listen, you know when it's good is when Jackie kind of perks up a little, or but there's he, a little you notice, Billy West you, you perk up. He's yeah. a, he's essentially quiet. He's not writing a lot. There's not a lot of throw-ins. Fred's no. particularly quiet, quiet too. By the way. Oh yes, and they're just waiting, and it's just let King Baby get this shit out. I hope she gets riddled with cancer and has a heart attack and a brain <laughs> embolism all at the same time. That's new. Because then she wouldn't know the other things were happening. No, 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 no. The cancer will come and be painful for weeks. Okay. And then she'll have a heart attack and then brain embolism. <laughs> I got that all worked out. Yeah, but it won't be a grapefruit-sized tumor, will it? She's, to me, she's the same as a bug. If I saw her, I would say, oh, there's a bug. Definitely her. That's all. She's oh. nothing to me. She's nobody. There's a bug. She's a piece there's of a bug. Let's call Dr. Jackie and call the rescue line and see if they should be out at this time of year. If there was a bug in the studio, he'd run out. I got no sympathy for her. 
She could stop a sundial with that face. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, I will do more. <laughs> right after this. That's, what, that's the only thing this bit was missing. More. <laughs> sundial. <laughs> sundial. Jesus Christ almighty. Anyway, guys, I believe that is the end of our little uh, extra. Uh, once again, um, I would like to for, I would direct your attention to I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be processed because we have a bunch of episodes on the fly. When you have stuff in the can, this happens. Um, but this is going to be uh, a full-on episode on a typical Sunday night uh, uh, projection date. Um, not sure when exactly, like I said. But uh, in between, we between now and when you get this, uh, we will have had uh, more 15 Foundation recorded. We're going to do something else that I'm not going to discuss just yet. And we have a number of projects that we cannot, literally cannot talk about because we have promised uh, people that we will not. And I don't mean to be like Wiggy like that. Normally we got very, we have very um, upfront about what projects we're doing, but we want to keep them under wraps for now. Um, we've oh, got a Phil special Mar, show. You, you, to- you totally, you totally are being like Wiggy. I feel terrible about myself and <laughs> <laughs> go get cancer. My race. Um, um, the, the thing is guys, um, I would like you to please keep those comments coming in YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, um, particularly on YouTube because it's very, uh, it's, it's real user friendly, especially with, um, the apps and whatnot on your phone. And, uh, we're going to be doing also another mailbag show pretty soon. Sam and I liked the last one we did, and I think it was a lot of fun. And um, also, every now and then, just like the things.com, when we find an article we like, we're definitely going to do it. We're going to plug the Patreon one time here. Uh, if you enjoy the show a lot and want to show your love even more, uh, sign up at Patreon. we got a great little promotion where you could do a years in advance um, subscription and get 15% off. It's actually an excellent deal, no matter how much you're giving. And uh, it doesn't it applies no matter how whatever the amount is, you could, it applies. It's still 15 percent and thank you to all those new subscribers and new listeners so uh from sam and i uh thank you guys for tuning in we hope you enjoyed it again apologies for the earlier uh shoddy quality of my sound but uh just imagine i was on the shitter and uh, it'll all make more sense bye guys (laughs) uh this girl has father issues so he's clearly a mad irish drunk uh, and, uh, we she don't has, know, we don't know that she has dyed black hair. Um, she's goth. She's like, uh, the fat gay guy son on the Sopranos. <laughs> she's probably shit in the gym shower several times. <laughs> and she tells Levy this on the computer and Levy goes, Oh, oh, oh it's perfect. Perfect.